my black boy. <laughs> You're tuning in to the copacetic hour. To the copacetic hour. Why don't you just? Why don't you just chill? Is is the sheep preaching hate? When he says, I'm not going to let the wolf eat me anymore. If the wolf comes in here, next time he comes in here, I'll do whatever I have to do to keep him off my back. Is the sheep violent or is the wolf violent? He wasn't teaching hate, he was teaching common sense. You know, somebody's knocking you over the head, stop him. Do whatever you have to do to stop him. You know, the, the ones that were knocking him over the head were afraid of, it, of the fact that he might swing back. So they said, now he's teaching hate. He's violent. This is the copacetic guy. Why don't you just chill? 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 Yes, this is the copacetic hour. Copacetic is a term meaning everything is fine, cool, and in excellent order. This podcast is the air for open discussion, but not for the weak hearted nor the simple minded. And although we may not always agree, we will always exemplify respect. But at the same time, nobody, and I do mean nobody, is exempt from getting these jokes. Everything is copacetic. Yes, this is the copacetic hour. This is episode 19. You know, so we're going to get into some heavy stuff today. Um, I got what? One, two, three, four, five, six guests this time. This is the biggest one we've ever done. I wanted to get everyone's, you know, perspective on everything from every color, every nationality that we have. We pretty much got about everything uh, listed today. Um, let's go in the same order that we introduced ourselves. Can you please introduce yourself? Top left corner, please. What's going on, man? This is DQ. Uh, appreciate it. For having me again, man. So definitely looking to tap into some to some to some heated topics, but some much needed to discuss topics. Definitely much needed. My name is Khadija. I am originally from Benson Harbor, moved to Kalamazoo a couple years ago. Um and I just been here being the Next generation activist doing my thing, trying to achieve justice for everybody. That's right. Uh, what's good? I'm Kay Lewis. I uh, am from Michigan. I'm currently in California, um, currently teaching uh, high school, trying to make sure that you know we get our youth together um, and prepare them for for the future. All right. Uh, my name is David. Um, I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I uh, went to Western and pretty much work uh, for the government, and I got a family. So that's about my piece. Go ahead, Ali. Highland Park. Uh, I'm right here at Kalamazoo for now. From uh, you know going to Western, so you know, you know get get some good conversation going tonight. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
So we're just gonna jump right into our wait, first. wait, wait, wait. I don't get to introduce myself. <laughs> Y'all see how he does me. Hey. I'm just gonna sign on. Y'all gotta have a good have conversation. No, 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 no. Not without you. No, we're not wow. doing it without you. The one and only. Hi, I'm Mrs. Jackson, Mrs. Five. Um very important part of this conversation, clearly. Um, no, I also went to Western like a lot of the people on this podcast. I am in healthcare um, in the inner city and work with make sure, making sure that minorities get adequate healthcare, specifically women and children. So first topic, we're going to jump right into it. Tell me with the recent events, you know what I'm saying? Let me know how you feel. And I even want to know what is your moment with uh, police brutality? Um, I could start. Um, I mean, with everything that's going on, it's, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of numb to it, to be honest, man. Um, and I say that because it's, it's a lot of the same shit, okay. but it's more of an uproar right now. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's almost like, why is everybody so surprised at this point? You know, um, including white people, you know what I'm saying? I mean, as far as us, you know what I'm saying? Black, we, 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 we know this, you know what I'm saying? This is, these are the things we have to deal with on a daily basis, but Facts. me just being in, um, it's in different conversations with white people. It's just, they, they, they're almost surprised. Like, Oh my God, is this really going on in the world? Like, no motherfucker, this is for real. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's happening. And this is every day. This is just one small example yeah very small example you know what i'm saying so it's just it's i don't know to me that's that's kind of frightening it's kind of frightening that these are the people that we you know what i'm saying we bump the shoulders with every single day and they're acting so oblivious like this shit doesn't happen in america like no this is every day right facts i agree and it, and it's almost to the point where you come to your mind are you willfully ignoring it you know what i'm saying or do you really just mm -hmm. don't know because you you're not in in uh, minority circles. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've been struggling with. No, I was just saying uh, with this day and age, man, with just the impact of social media and just how how connected we are easily to everybody's life. Right. You can't give me an excuse that you just didn't know. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I you, agree. It's, it's no excuse. It's no excuse at all. I agree. But it's just to me, it's almost a slap in the face, and it's very disrespectful for white people to just kind of just be looking like, oh my God, like, is this really happening? And I'm so sorry you guys going through this. Like, come on, man. You've been, this, you should have been 400 years of this shit. Right. Now, what was you saying, Kaylee? You said you've been trying to no, figure out what? That's what I've been struggling with is like how much, how many, how many of the folks around me really, like really didn't know and how many of them am I looking at? And like, how many can I give a side eye? And it's like justified. So like, how is that like being of mixed descent? Like, I've met, you know, your grandparents and everything. They were cool with me. You know what I'm saying? I was over there eating dinner. It was cool. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, my grandma is cool on a human level <clears throat> at the same time. Like she, like, she has said to me, there are things that you go through that I will never understand. Okay. That, like, we've had that conversation. At the same time, the other thing that I've learned about my grandma in particular and, like, the older white people in my family is, like, they know they know what the line is they know where to not cross right but like i don't i don't know what the conversations be like when i'm not around and i'm not and i can't lose sleep over trying to figure it out because 
Like if I spent all of my energy just on trying to get my white family members together, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be able to do the work that's actually going to like move the cause forward, which is the education that I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It's, but it's been hard. Like I've, me and my mama just got into it recently. Okay. Like, you know, we all, we all over here, just a mess. It's just a mess over here. So. Oh, wow. I think as far as me, like, um, with being, like, directly, like, into the field, the the approach, the approach I feel now is different. Okay. Um, when it comes to, like, this generation of, like, young Black people who's like, look, I'm tired of this, like, this ain't like this ain't no more like this is the last moment like this is the last time that you're going to be able to get to do this to us right um and just approaching it in the manner of this is history repeating itself so let's take a step back and let's see um what their tactics are um to try to counter argue our protests right and so i guess and so then you get to see those videos where um, they sending in people to purposely, you know, sabotage like the movement, sabotage the right. message. Supremacy. Um, and yeah. so, as far as the protests that I've that I've been a part of, that I've led, it's just almost like it's either you racist or you not racist because we about to get ready to tell you, we about to get ready to tell you some stuff that's about to get ready to blow your mind and. It, if you cannot be open enough to listen to our perspective, then you can leave now and we know where you stand. Right. But if you're open and you're willing um, to learn and to move forward, and it's mainly a, a community, a generation of, of young young people who are, who know right from wrong. Right. Um, and it's is and is comfortable and is comfortable with enough in themselves to stand away from their parents and so i think that's i think the generation now is a generation of kids and a generation of young black adults and young um like white americans that's just like i know like what's like right is right wrong is wrong i'm not worried about what my parents got to say um and that's the that's the population that you see at these protests and um and that's defending and that's like i can't see how my parent is like oblivious to this is happening every single day. Right. And mm-hmm. they're becoming more vocal about it. Um, and just me knowing that I have like white friends that has always been like down for the cause. Um, it has always checked anybody. So I'm, I'm surrounded by a different type of, a different type of white people who has always known that this is wrong and has always spoken up. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and I think if we focus more on those then we can tackle the ones who who know and just don't care. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's more, it's more that that knows and has always spoken up about it, but we always highlight and we always focus on the ones that they plaster in the media that's going against the movement. But if we if we change the narrative and highlight the people that are for the movement and has always been for it. Right. Then we began to then we began to take the narrative, and that's what you began to see that change in the media and how they're um, even addressing uh, protests now. Right. I agree, actually. Um, one of my friends, he's a teacher, 
in uh, in Alabama. You know what I'm saying? And you know Alabama. I used to go to Alabama State, and it's it's <laughs> segregated still, basically. You know, it's not segregated, but it is segregated. No, you know what I'm it, saying? It, yeah. It, so. You know, he asked me, like, do you think it'll really be a race war? Because, you know, saying like he's talking about the churches down there are teaching are teaching, uh, you know, their members like how to shoot guns and they're building gun ranges and stuff at churches and stuff. You know, say just in case, you know, you never know what happens. You know, saying I was telling him that. I don't think it'll be a race war, but it'll be. It'll be racist versus people who aren't racist. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think there's enough just flat out racist to, you know, to tack on uh, Latinos, black people, white people who are not racist, uh, Indian American. You know what I'm saying? Just our melting pot is, it ain't like they just racist towards Black people, even though they do us wrong the most for the longest, because we've been here the longest, other than Native Americans, of course. But that's a battle that I don't think is, it can't happen. It won't be like a real war because the numbers are off. You know what I'm saying? It It is because you, I mean, just think about how how often we're seeing like mixed children. Mm-hmm. So the 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 rate of people coming to like coming to themselves is like growing because like like you gotta like you gotta face like you gotta face yourself. I mean like at the end of the day, and I don't I am never supporting them like ever ever like ever in my life like fuck fuck them right or whatever. But um, when like when thinking about like change, if this is something that has been your norm for so long. To like actually to like admit it and then acknowledge in turn, it's a like it's a process, it's a process, right? It's, it's a process. And, and, and it's something that we. We expect for them to do just like that, and it's easy to do it just yeah. like that. Like, it's so easy to do it just like that. Like, all you really have to say is that is wrong because it's right. literally, like, wrong. But they just got to learn, like, mm-hmm. cut the fucking theatrics. Like, oh, my gosh. Right. And that's, and, and that's the... Because that's not helping. That's, like, that's not helping. And that's, that's the population of white people that they're always targeting. And okay. those, like, like, those are the ones that fuel the media or whatever and like they live off those negative um news reporters uh reporting what's happening instead of why it's happening why it's happening Mm -hmm. um and so i think with the generation now that they're able to like record more of what's going on at these protests Uh uh quicker than they like quicker than normal and they're not able to like like grasp all those things at one time to like attack our like to, to attack us now. Like mm-hmm. it's too open, it's too out there and it's coming too fast for them to get ahead of it. So right. now they gotta like so now they gotta face it. Like now you now you gotta be like I, all right, yeah. Yeah, because we were wrong. All the, all the wrongdoings are being caught on camera now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything. Every little you know supplying bricks and breaking their own cars and their windows. Mm-hmm. And all the little tactics that they use is all being filmed and putting out on the internet now. So you can't say 
oh, you know, they're doing this, doing that. No, they're doing this. They're doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, David, what was you yeah. about to say, bro? I was going to say that a lot of white people I've learned um, are ignorant um, to the point where they don't even know they live in a bubble. Okay. They live, I mean, if you really, <clears throat> if you really think about it, if you think about like the average suburbs, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up in like some section eight thing, like the suburbs, it wasn't bad, but it was just like poor, but I was surrounded by white kids that have money. Right. And our realities were so different. Like they travel to go to like a very fun place and then they come back. Right. They don't even see the realities of the world on the way to their vacation spot. Right. Let alone their vacation spot. Right. So, so I, I mean, even though it's, it's right that a lot of them should be able to just snap their fingers and go like that. I don't think it works like that for the simple fact is they have their own beliefs and conditioning and socialization for 400 years that says, no, this is the land of the free. This is the pull your thing up by your bootstraps, all that other bullshit. So for them mm-hmm. to admit certain things and why I think a lot of them rather be on the screaming right side is because it's an identity thing. If okay. they admit that, then that means the entire narrative of their entire lives has been a farce. Right. That's mm-hmm. a very big mental psyche to deal with that a lot of people can't, and especially in the place that has a lot of mental health issues already. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, I guess you could just, you know, just do the best you can with them. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. Um, I, I don't, I don't really know what to make of the last three months in general, to be honest with you. Right. Um, to me, it just feels like it's just, I'm gonna wake up and hear something more chaotic. Every more, day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like something else, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the coronavirus was bad, but then the earth started to recover pretty good at a place. And I'm like, Oh, we got, you know, we got some hope. And this is what started to pop it off. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay. It's still back in the same fucking house. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I would hope, um, you know, that these, these protests are going to mean something, but I can't honestly say that they will. Because they have their pop up with flares, just the reality of it, and then they gets covered on the news, and they show it so much in the media news cycle. You know what I mean? That everything gets played out very fast if they're just doing the same thing over and over and over, and they move on like, to the next thing. Facts. And then the I, next think I think it's more like because I like I follow like I follow the media a lot. Um, because like I've been working with this nonprofit organization um, and I have to stay like, like up on the media and just looking at a, looking at a, a video like George Floyd's or like um, Tamir's Rice or something like that, yeah. like that, like that time, like till now, you see more people uh, agreeing like agreeing that is wrong right and i think we got to take i think we got to take the victories where we see them and capitalize mm-hmm. on them mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then don't be afraid to continue to push that is wrong right. like mm-hmm. remind yeah. them that is wrong why is yeah. it wrong like you got to yeah. keep beat like you got to keep beating it to them because this is the way they have um they have thought for so long 
or whatever, and they do have to unlearn, you know, unlearn those, like unlearn those habits. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think kind of along those lines, that's the importance of us as a people participating in things that unify us as a community, like celebrating Juneteenth on a regular basis and not just with like a Facebook post, like happy Juneteenth, y'all. Like, no, it has to be more than that. It has yeah. to be a bigger scale. Break out that the way grills. people know on the same level of 4th of July, like this is yeah. when we celebrate our independence. And every time a white person hears, we're celebrating our independence day on June 19th, they're gonna be like, if they don't already know, well, why are you doing that? Right. Because right. that July 4th means nothing to us. We were We were slaves. Right. Y'all brought us over at the same time y'all came over, yeah, but were we free? No, y'all got free. That right. had nothing to do with us. Facts. So Facts. it's like those kind of things are those constant reminders of what this country has put us through instead of it just being every time we see something that makes us upset, now we're protesting. Now we get mad. It's like we can't stop being mad, as terrible as that sounds. We have to stay mad in order to see progress happen. Otherwise, you're going to keep seeing the stop, start, stop, start, and that doesn't get you anywhere. Like I mean, being and, in a traffic like, jam. And you can see be- how they <clears throat> they're they're still mad, but they're uh, they're channeling their anger now to to something like now we have in conversations about defunding the police or abolishing the police and stuff like that, right. and like um, we see them like big places like. Los, Los Angeles uh, defunded the police uh, a total of $250 million placing that money into um, services that can prevent right. some yeah. of the things that, you know, we go through. Yeah. Um, and some of the, you know, and so when we start to see these conversations, um, then we know like we, like the fire is still there. Like we're still pushing, we're still going. And I think this is the generation that hasn't been tainted yet. Okay. That right. hasn't been tainted so much um, with it. And they, they're thinking for themselves. Um, they think it for themselves. I think this is the generation that thinks for themselves because they're in more integrated, integrated spaces. Right. And once we, once we um, focus more on them and what, and what they want, being that they are our future, or whatever, like what we've been trying to do has not been working. So why not let them build their future? Definitely. Now, Ali, I did so, want to get you in here. Ali, what was you about to say, bro? Yeah, man, I was, I was just about to say, that's kind of, you know, what scares me, I guess, most about this movement. Cause I, I don't want it to, you know, why we got all the attention on us. I don't want it to get to the point where we have like no input. Like at the end of, you know, when all the smoke clears and the movement is over, it's like, I, I want to see some, some universities named after our heroes, you know? Right. I want to see some type of impact that, you know, in the future, they could look back and say, oh, that's what they did in 2020 versus, mm. you know, getting, I guess, lost in the sauce or, you know, after, mm. uh, like I said, once people start coming back out and Corona's, you know, clearing up, I just don't want it to get lost. You know, I, I want to see some actual mm. changes, some actual, I guess, like an impact that we could look back on and say, that's what we did. Definitely. Right. Tangible outcomes. Tangible. Yeah. yeah, I like that, Ali. Definitely. There should be a college building somewhere after, you know, Malcolm X, after Martin Luther King, not just streets, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and beyond that, there are new civil rights leaders of today's era. Definitely. Not that that we're around when our parents were here, but people that weren't even born when our parents were living their childhood. Mm -hmm. 
but it should be stuff that's coming up after today's icons today's leaders that are making changes agree i mean i agree with that and but i think at the same time there's some people who still are not getting the the time that they had why are we not talking about angela davis right now when they're talking about defunding the police and she's been talking about being an abolitionist for literally all of her time you know like exactly like there's still plenty of people that have like been that are here and were then you know what i mean exactly and those people need to get they they day and they shine too facts agree definitely agree I think, you know, you're saying about getting those tangible outcomes, right? Right. I think that comes from structuralism. Like right now, you got a bunch of different people protesting in a bunch of different cities. There might be some Facebook sharing and be like, hey, there's a protest at this, come. But to my knowledge, nobody's like exactly like one person is like running a protest. Like Like my cousin, for instance, is always on some independence of Puerto Rico shit. Like okay. she's always out there protesting, always been on that for her almost entire existence. Okay. And when they go out there doing protests, you know, I was talking to her about different things. She was like, we have somebody that's like running it. That's like 40 something that's done a lot of protests. So then when we see certain things start to happen or whatever, or other we're, we're watching for other people coming in doing silly shit. Okay. So then they call it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think either way, though, I guess I was trying to say is there needs to be some sort of organization. Somebody needs to be a figurehead, and then somebody has to start promoting the unpopular dichotomy of you need square ass people too to match your activism. Right. Because the activism is fantastic, but activism on its own, without either matching up with people that are actually in the system you're trying to change or literally picking up guns and knives and being willing to put mm-hmm. in the work is not going to do nothing. Right. That's facts, though. Facts. That's facts. That's right. So, that's, a, I mean, because I know a lot of people who are very much on the activist tip, um, a lot of, like, an independence of PR and a lot of things for the Virgin Islands and shit and, and a lot of things showing up for Black Lives Matter. But, you know, my cousin's been doing this for forever. Mm-hmm. My cousin's, like, 50-something, man. She's taught in New York schools like for 30 years. You know what I mean? She's been going to protests and doing the things. But like our, our individual community in PR and really the, the diaspora in general is very similar in the sense that it's very similar to like American black folk. It's very fragmented. Okay. We have one part of the island that like will be like kind of be tolerant of gays. <laughs> and then if you go out to like the west side of the island, it's like oh, this is, like, the real Puerto Rico, like, this country and shit, like, they don't really, <laughs> it's like, no, not, not really here. Right. Um, certain people don't want to get along because, you know, they're more Indian than others. Other yep. people don't want to get along because they're not as black as others. They're not. So it's a constant thing, and I've just seen it happen over and over. Um, and I love PR to death, but what, what, what have they accomplished in 100 and something years of protesting? Facts. It's great. Now, does anybody have a personal story that they want to share that they experienced police brutality? I never, I never experienced like police brutality, but mm-hmm. I've been harassed a few times. Like, I okay, that's what I mean, harassed, because I don't think anybody yeah. got beat up in this chat. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, not. one day I'm just riding through the, uh, you know, my my complex or whatever. And, uh, a cop he pulls over, you know, to the side. And he goes like this. I'm like, you know, is he about to ask me something? I'm trying right. to figure out, you know, what the <laughs> He's pulling me over. I'm like, wait. <laughs> he just gave it away his word. 
Bro, he in front of me and he pulling me over. So I'm trying to figure out like, wow, that ain't, that's never happened to me before, you know? So yeah. he ended up saying I was riding too close to him. I'm like, you was going 10, was I supposed to go like six? Like, what, what did you expect? So he was, it was just the point that, you know, he, he got to unbuckling the pistol on and everything. But it's, it was just the point that I, I felt like he harassed me on that. Like, he, he didn't have to do all that. Right. Like, just like I said, he was in front of me. Come on now. Yeah. If you behind me, I get it. But but to do this, hey, hey, pull over. That, that's no, that's yeah. Right. I get it. I that's get ridiculous. it. Did anybody else got anything? I think oh, that no. all no. of my police brutality moments have to do with or police harassment, regardless, they have to do with um, one of my black males in my life, whether it's my dad, my husband, a lot of them have to do with youth, a lot of them. Yeah, no. um, I remember it was like back in 2016 or t- 2017, um, I was on a like a youth ministry trip to Lansing. We, went, we took um, some of the kids from our church up to MSU for something. And I get a call while we're on the way home from E and he is like near tears and he doesn't cry easily. Like it takes a lot of emotion, but like his tears weren't like, I'm sad. They were, I'm scared. And so at that minute I was like, what is going on? And the only thing that was able to keep me in check and keep my emotions in check was the fact that I was hearing his voice now. So I know that I knew that he was okay. If I had gotten a call from anyone else with that level of emotion calling about him, it would have been, let me get off this bus. I'm driving separately back to Kalamazoo to figure out what just happened. Yeah. And he is talking to me about how he got pulled over, how when uh, like a police, the police officer that was trying to pull him over called for backup. All of a sudden, there's five cars. They get out of the car, and everyone has their guns drawn. Nick. They're pulling him. They're pushing him. He's a big guy, so it's not just one person on him. It's three or four officers pulling him in one direction with another one with a gun at his head. And it's just like getting that call while I'm away and I'm helpless and there's nothing that I can do. And as I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. And it's like even if I was there, I still wouldn't have been able to do anything to protect my black man. And when moments like that happen, that hurts. It's like I could have been sitting right there next to him and – I don't even know if it would have made anything, if, if it would have made a difference, except for we would have had it on tape. My mm. biggest, uh, my biggest weapon of retaliation is a phone. As a black woman in America, to be able to say I can record what happened to you, that doesn't sit right uh, with me. That shit was like, wow, the scariest shit I ever been through, and I didn't been through some. What shit. did they pull you over for? What did they say at least? They said that my light was out. <laughs> okay, never mind. Which okay, the tail light was out. Uh, just said the tail light was oh, out. That, oh, actually, was out. Okay, my tail light, <laughs> my tail light okay. was out. I was like, that was too convenient. I was like, All right. no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But they tried mm-hmm. to pull me over like in this dark alley. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, hell no, I'm not going to no dark alley to pull over. So I rode down the street. I go, I went slow. Oh, it though. wasn't even. It wasn't even a dark alley. What? It was a dark country area. Yeah, like I'm leaving so, work. Oh. At 10 o'clock at night, you pull over in a dark country area and something happens, oh, your death is getting covered up. Like, covered up. It's Thank not you. on tape. I'm Nobody so... got video of it happening. Oh, it's getting covered up because no one's going to even oh, find yeah. you until the next day. I'm waiting. Exactly. I drove slow for like maybe like four or five miles. 
and then pulled into this lit uh, space in front of a storefront. It was lit. And they just got out with their guns drawn, you know what I'm saying? And I rolled a window down. I rolled a window down. Stick your hands out the window. I stuck my hands out the window. And I'm fat. And I'm cramping. <laughs> and I'm breathing hard. It's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny, right? And it's funny now. It's funny now because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. And I got my hands out the window. Stick them out farther. And I'm screaming to the office. I'm fat. I can't. Please don't shoot me. I'm fat. I can't. This is as far as my arms go. If you can see your hands, what does it matter? Do you have an extra hand coming out of your elbow? I don't like, know, but I was trying to stick them bitches out there, and I was like, nigga, if I get tired right now, they're going to kill my ass. God damn it. It's so traumatic, though. That is so traumatic, though. Look how you have to do words. Those could have been words that we're reading on a T-shirt. I'm fat. Please don't shoot me. Could have been his last words. Thank you. Exactly. Just like, I can't breathe. Just like it's hands up, don't shoot. Like, Those could have been his last words. I'm fat, please don't shoot. Like, I can laugh about it now because if I don't, I could actually cry about that shit right now if I really think about how I was feeling. Because that shit really scared the fuck out of me. And there was nothing yeah. I could do. And, and you're then, out of control of your own life. Then mm-hmm. they, uh, so they put the, they put in, pulling me and shit, putting guns to my head and shit. And, Another thing for being fat, thank God, at this time, they put they put the handcuffs behind me, you know what I'm saying? And they couldn't yeah. get me into the car. I was like, thank God. Double copy. They they couldn't get me into the car cuz you don't who knows what they was going to do to me, you know what I'm saying? They could they couldn't get me into the car. I know what you talking about. I couldn't fit. I couldn't fit into the squad car. So then they called uh you know, one of those big trucks to come pick me up so they could look and shit. They couldn't get me into that. I couldn't step high enough to get into that motherfucker. Fucking taillight? Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? This is over a taillight. Over a taillight. Uh, like, that so is crazy. Talent. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't get into that. So then there was, they couldn't fuck with me because it wasn't like I wasn't trying to get into it. I was trying to get into it. You know what I'm saying? So th- they couldn't get me into the car. So they was like, do you have anything on you? You know what I'm saying? Can you search your car? I was like, yes, search it. I don't care. There's nothing in the car. I just got off work. I work for You know, I'm a student at Western. You know what I'm saying? I was oh, like, shit, that happened out here? Yeah, Kalamazoo. Happened Kalamazoo. So, you know what I'm saying? They couldn't get me to the car. And I'm trying to like... They're like, do you want to search the car? I'm like, you can search it. There's nothing in there but my wife's, you know, pills. You know what I'm saying? Because my wife, uh, she had just beaten cancer. You know what I'm saying? So she had yeah. some bottle pills in there. in there. And then all of a sudden, I was like, can you call Officer Lillard? Officer Lillard will vouch for me tell you all of this. You know what I'm saying? Because Officer Lillard is just a police officer that's always on Western campus. You know what I'm saying? Only police officer I know at in Kalamazoo. I don't know. No other police officer in Kalamazoo, for real, for real. Is he an LT? I have no idea. Like, can I work over at West? I used to work at the cop shop over there doing that cop plate shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. walk around? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So they wind up letting me go, and then I'm in my car, and then the uh, the police officer, this lady pulls me over. I'm, like, hyperventilating. 
You know what I'm saying? Trying to calm down. What's wrong? We didn't even do nothing to you. You're fine. Do you need us to call the ambulance? And I'm like, well, damn, bitch, you just put the gun to my head and shit. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no gangster. <laughs> <laughs> but had that been the other way oh, around, they would have feared for their life. You know so, what I'm saying? I went to school, right. motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> uh, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's bold. That's bold. Oh, and, um, crazy. You know, and I'm like, I'm still fucked up to this day. When I get pulled over, I get nervous as fuck. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Shit, it'll never leave, though. It'll, it'll never, ever leave. When I'm he remains ever. so frozen when we get pulled over that I have to, like, walk him through every step of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll like, never go away, bro. Mm-mm. It'll never go like, away. I just I had tell a situation. Like, keep your hands on the wheel. I'll handle everything else. You gotta go to have to like go to therapy to figure that shit out. Cause I'm gonna be serious. Cause that's that's post traumatic stress. Cause that stuff happens again, and it was like a year ago, two years ago, and it still happens to where like you can't like think about what to do, and then you're hyperventilating again and everything else. Like, mm-hmm. like that's I, what that was. It's a traumatic event. I can feel it. Like even just talking about this shit now, like I can yep. feel like my goosebumps and shit. Chest, I got you? a tightness in my yeah. chest right now. Like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that shit is like when you see, you know, George Floyd's getting knelt on or some shit. What if they mm-hmm. got me to the ground and knelt on me because they couldn't do shit with me because I'm so big? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Like, and then they would have blamed it. Talk about the corner. Oh, he was just too fat. You know what I'm saying? He died because of hypertension or some shit. And I ain't got high blood mm-hmm. pressure or none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. that shit crazy, man. I had a... Uh situation i was in saginaw uh for my grandmother's funeral um and you know how uh, when you go into the funeral to the to the burial part where they, they stick the little magnetic flags on your car right to symbolize mm-hmm. so um i we're on our way to the to the burial site and I, we end up getting pulled over i'm in, i'm driving but i'm in a car with like two like two or three of my cousins or whatever so we end up getting pulled over um get pulled over, ask them, you know what I'm saying, like, what's going on, you know what I'm saying, we're heading to the burial site, we already, everybody grieving, you know what I'm saying, it's it's, it's clear that we're, we just left the funeral, we're heading to the burial site, he told me that my car fits the description uh, of a car that was in some other issue or whatever, so me, I'm like, okay, cool, you know what I'm saying, like, here's my identification, I'm not even, I don't even live in Saginaw no more, you know what I'm saying, I'm coming up here strictly for a funeral, and after the funeral, I'm heading back home, gave my identification and everything. So we sit up in there. He he's running my information forever. And when I um when he comes back to get my ID or whatever, I still have my hand on the steering wheel. And he's looking like, he, what do you say? He said, um, so are you trying to be funny by doing that? I'm like, what do you mean? He said, why you have your hand on the steering wheel? I said, because I have a firearm in the car. You know what I'm saying? I'll let you know that or whatever. So I want to keep my hands visible. So you know what I'm saying? It's it's no other assumptions of anything going on if you see me doing anything with my hands or whatever. And straight from that, he's just said, get out the car. So we end up getting out the car or whatever. Yep. He kept saying, I need to search the vehicle, all type of shit. So I'm just looking like, well, I, I can I can give you the firearm. I can give you the registration for the firearm. And I have my uh, CPL license or whatever. So um, gave him all that information. I still need to search the vehicle. I said, well, I mean, we need justification for what you need to search the vehicle for. So... I'm just pretty much just asking, like, what was the reason that you need to search the vehicle for? 
Next thing I know, like three other squad cars pulled up. Yeah. They tie us up in the uh not they didn't have handcuffs on us. You know the uh the, the plastic zip ties. Zip ties. Zip ties. Yeah. Yeah. They had us in the plastic zip ties, like in the middle of one of the busiest streets in Saginaw, Genesee. It's one of the busiest streets in Saginaw. So traffic is coming by. And at this point, cars are starting to stop. Cause they see, you know what I'm saying? They see four young black dudes on the curb with zip ties on. So the whole time I'm just looking like, what's going on? He He's in the trunk. And keep in mind, I was just down there for a funeral. So I had a suitcase with my clothes and everything in the trunk. He opens the trunk. He's dumping my clothes on the street. Like, it was it was bad. Like, it was crazy. So we were literally out there for damn near an hour. And I'm telling this dude, I'm like, man, I don't live here. The, the address is right there on the ID. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? Well, we just need to clear everything. And he, I'm talking about they, they tore the car apart. They tore the car apart and literally just didn't even didn't even put my clothes and shit, none of that back up in there. They, they never did. Never. They cut the zip ties off and said we can go. Left everything so, right there. I'm just looking like, man, what the fuck going on, man? This shit was crazy. And you supposed to just so sit can there I ask and a take couple it. of questions. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. You were on your way from the funeral, from the church service to the burial site, right? Mm-hmm. What were you wearing? Shirt and tie. What were you wearing? Shirt and tie. Okay. Yep. And your cousins were all wearing shirt and tie as well. Same thing. Yep. Man, so it wasn't the hoodie that did it this time. Right. <laughs> you were in the area that the crime happened. That you don't even live there. Exactly. You just fit the description. <laughs> That's crazy. So I don't even know like what you could have done differently to avoid that. Because they always right. say that we should have done something differently. So I'm just looking right. to see what should it have been. You should have bought a different right. car. And it's crazy because like I'm like when I pull like when he pulled me over, I, I instantly always either have my hands sticking out of the car or I have my hands right there on the steering wheel. You know what I'm saying? I just want to show, okay, well, I, I am carrying, but you know what I'm saying, if you allow me to get it, I could show you. And not usually they they'll take the they'll take the weapon or sometimes they'll just say, Well, I just don't reach nowhere in that area, or sometimes they'll take the weapon and put it on top of the uh, on top of my car, run my run my information or whatever, and then we good. But this situation, he didn't even ask anything about it. It was straight, get up off the car. Uh, you fit the description to X, Y, and Z. I'm just looking like, man, this shit is crazy. Like, I'm telling you, it got to the point where I didn't even want to come back home. Like, I didn't even want to go visit. I didn't want to do anything because it, it brought back so much trauma. And like you said, every time I see a police officer, like, there's no reason I should have to just tighten up like that or I got to, you know what I'm saying, do anything when everybody to the left or the right of me, they're driving normal. But but me seeing the police just in passing, they could be in the other lane. Yep. I'm I'm immediately tensing up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And these are the type of experiences that we have to deal with on a on an everyday basis that certain people just can't relate to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just it's it's crazy. But at this age, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. And unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, 2020, we're still dealing with some of these different things. But with that trauma, it'll never go away. And like I said, I get re-traumatized every time I see a police officer. You know, it's not exactly something we can just avoid. You know, in the wood mm-hmm. where he was like, "Oh, this for a tail light." That's exactly what I was like. Like, damn, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I just got off work. I'm like, damn, I'm about to go home and chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. So the next thing I want to move into is everything that's going on: the protests, the riots, the looting. You know what I'm saying? Caps possibly, you know, looking like a prophet. You know what I'm saying? In this day and age. What are y'all thoughts on that? 
I think what I've learned over the past couple of days and what I've just been sitting with is like, know your role. And like we say that um, kind of like, sometimes we say it and it's kind of demeaning. Right. But like, I don't, I, I mean it in the, in the, in every sense of like where your passion and your, and you can fulfill that job, whatever it is, like do that part. Right. And if it's long-term, then know you you part of the long-term solution. If it's short-term, don't get distracted by the long-term, but like know your role and know where you're supposed to be. Because if not, you get overwhelmed by like what you can't do, right? Like I've, I've protested before, but I can't currently like anxiety in me. We don't see it. We don't see it for each other when it's large groups of people. Like I'm not going to be a productive member of society there, okay. but I can make sure that I'm talking about and, and educating folks in my classroom. Right. And I can make sure that I'm I'm bringing all these voices into my classroom in the fall, right? right. Like I can be a docu, I can take this and document it and bring it into the places that need it. But like I don't have to do everything for everybody. Definitely. And I think that's what I've had to like sit with over the past couple of days. I feel it. I feel it. I feel like as far as you know, with the with the whole protesting and the looting and all of that, I just feel like we it's it's kind of starting to seem like we're getting blamed for it. You know, it's like well. I don't know about y'all, but it seems like every time I go out in public now, if I see, you know, like a white person or whatever, it's like kind of shock. Or it's like, mm-hmm. you, know, you, know, <laughs> you started all this. It, 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 I mean, sometimes, but sometimes it seems like, it's like, are we on your side? You know, uh, you know. I, I just feel like it, it's kind of hard to tell where people stand, you know, especially with all the masks and, and you can't really see places you know, like, I just feel like, you know, with, with the protesting and the looting, we just got to make sure that uh, uh, people are realizing why people are doing it, you know, instead of just saying, oh, get the get the protesters out the way, you know, shooting with the rubber bullets and whatnot. We got to we got to feel we got to realize, you know, why they're doing all of that. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I just hope I just hope this is a wake up call. And, and hopefully, you know, we don't have another George Floyd, you know, incident for, you know, any, anything to just boil over anymore. Especially in terms of you know with convictions and whatnot, because if they don't get a conviction, it's it's gonna get a lot worse. So I just I just feel like whatever happens, you know, it, it has to be a, a real legit solution and not just like a little band aid cover up. Yeah, I feel like the only way you achieve that is like it's like having like during those protests, having those conversations, um, like like always reminding people like why we're doing this. Um, and I think they've been doing a good job with, with like stepping back and highlighting those people who are, who are um, like using this like writing or looting time to, you know, like just for the fun of it or whatever that's there to like taint the message. Um, and we're like, and, and with people being able to record those, like, as we were talking about earlier, people being able to, like, take pictures and, like, catch people, like, in action, like, planting those things. And, like, they come in, like, at a fast rate. It's, it's not easy for those people to, like, argue against us. they like, dang, we got caught. Right. Like, mm-hmm. dang, yeah, yeah, we just did that. So right. a lot of people we're seeing now, like, like okay yeah well maybe maybe we was maybe we did fuck up or whatever and that's and that's fucked up like that's like that's fucked up or whatever because you should have always felt that way um but people people are who they are and they gonna change at the time they change like people 
like we say, people people change at different rates. Like people change Definitely. at different times. People come into the knowledge at different times, or you know, what I'm saying like maybe that that was there. Let me step out on faith, or let me stand and be who I am, or whatever the case, whatever the, whatever be going on in their head, or whatever to justify their actions or whatever, whatever happened to be like, okay, I'm going to step out and do what's right now. Like, we got to take some of those W's and capitalize off of it and keep pushing and keep pushing the agenda that it's not us that's, you know what I'm saying, that's doing that. Um, because once we got the attention, we stopped rioting right. because we got the attention which then you started seeing more of those people catching those people, you know what I'm saying? Like intentionally targeting, like here in Kalamazoo, here in Kalamazoo, all the properties got burned up that got burned up was targeted. Like those were, um, those were houses that were for the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those were targeted houses. So when you talk about rioting and, and looting in Kalamazoo, you got to figure out who was doing this rioting and who was doing this looting right. or whatever. And once we started realizing that it wasn't us doing it, we started pushing that narrative like even harder, like going harder um, and doing it more. And so I think this, I think this time, I think this time is going to, this time is going to stick. Like I'm, I'm hopeful about that. Okay. I really am. Okay. So every riot with black people, has started other than Martin Luther King dying. Every riot has started with a police officer killing some unarmed black kid since the sixties, every single one, literally like you can go and look and you can document it. Every riot since the sixties till now has started for the same reason other than one, you know what I'm saying? With the exception of sports teams losing and white people losing their minds <laughs> but let's just leave right, because if we're going to talk about but if we're going to talk about rioting like okay so that needs to be included in okay the <laughs> and then okay. like boasting about how passionate they are as fans i mean like exactly. you know what we just it's a sign that you know we just down for our sports you know <sighs> but we can't be down for the okay. lives of our brothers and sisters but okay back, back to you i'm gonna go with what you were saying sorry so sorry that. Yeah, but so when people say that the looting and the rioting is a bad thing, I think that the, for one, it happens off emotion. You know what I'm saying? So people are in pain. People are hurt. People recognize what they've been through, like the experience I've been through. And that's not what I've been through. Not bad to some people. You know what I'm saying? That's it's nothing like that was light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So something happens and then you see this writing. You do, you may go off just off pure emotion. But, you know what I'm saying? In, is it 1965? You know, um, the writing happened after, or 1968, when Martin Luther King died. Six days later, we get the Civil Rights Act. So writing is something that is needed. To a to an extent, it does have to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That is how things become accomplished. And I don't care about these. I care about the small businesses because they may have been on their last legs. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? But Target, 
uh, all these other large boutiques. You know what I'm saying? Right. You were going to throw those expensive items away anyway. You know what I'm saying? Or sell them for cheaper. So now that they're insured, you're making more money off this shit. Right. All the, the, all the larger buildings being destroyed. You're in that, like the police station that was burnt down. You're just going to get a brand new ass police station with a whole bunch right. of new shit. So I don't care about the police, the police station being burnt down because in the long run it's going to help you because it's going to be insured. So everything that was wrong with that damn police station is going to be fixed and it's going to be new brand spanking new. So there may be an inconvenience. Which if you accept for the officers. But what, but what, what that gives you though is like who has motive to do that now? Thank you. Who had the motive to burn it down? Because I ain't got no motive because I know you're going to come behind me and build a better one. Thank you. You have motive though. Thank you. I don't know. I mean, I mean, if I if if that was if I was in Minneapolis and I lived in that neighborhood and I was that happened there and you had Philando Castile like four years ago or whatever. Yeah. Like that particular department in particular. Oh, for sure. Really, yeah. really, really bad record of policing in Minneapolis yes. in general. Yeah. So Absolutely. a lot of people had a lot of pent up rage. Outside of just being black in America in general, constantly having basically the rules change whenever you start to get something. So yeah. I mean, I mean, like if if those people are coming through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, and I personally never had it happen to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I live though. I've been lucky. Like my mom grew up in areas like that. Like, my mom grew up in the projects in New York and shit like that mm-hmm. with fees and everything, but. I got lucky enough that she was able to eventually get a little degree and she did social work and we always lived like in an apartment or like some section eight in like an area like Kalamazoo. And don't get me wrong, Kalamazoo got its spots or whatever. Right. And Kalamazoo is not Chicago. You know what I mean? It's not right. swing. Right. This is a general safe area. Everybody here, even in the quote unquote hood, is still pretty much family orientated. Most of the north side knows each other, most of the south side mm-hmm. knows each other. It's not like those are the type of places. So, um, you know, if I did live in those places, though, and I have seen cops in New York when I visit family, um, you know, act out. Right. You know, if that happens to you all the time um, and you don't have any power to really deal with it, and then on top of it, the mental health aspect of constantly getting gaslighted. Yeah. Right. Constantly mm-hmm. getting told that what you're seeing in front of you is not what you're purporting. You're purporting right. a distorted reality because you're fucked up mentally or you're not grasping <clears throat> the entire situation. And even though you know what's going on, after a while, it fucks with you. I mean, it's just like with Trump, with him saying the same lies over and over and over. Yes. He knows that. That's so why he keeps doing it. And all these people keep repeating because it's a quick media cycle. It's the same thing. Yeah. You just you you start to question like is are, like are these people just not in reality anymore? Like like are mm-hmm. are, are, are you just are you just you just not gonna let me be there? Or like we not what's going on? I mean, outside no, I mean the, like even even with that, I, I I challenge that a little bit because I grew up in the projects. I grew up in Saginaw, and the crime rate was super super high. And being harassed by the police was a norm, you right. know what I'm saying? So 
it was it was part of everyday activities when it comes to that. You know what I'm saying? It was when we see police, we take off running. Like that was the norm. And it wasn't until I kind of got up out of that environment where I had to really figure out like, damn, this shit wasn't right. But it wasn't me that stated that. It was everybody around me that stated that. Because I would I would have these these talks with certain people and I would talk about different things and just, you know what I'm saying, just being mm-hmm. having an open dialogue about my experiences. Yeah. And in my mind, it was just like that was that's the norm. Harder. That's normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But everybody yeah. was coming on me like, like, what? That's not new. You, you, you just this. Did that really happen? I'm just looking like, what's the issue? Like, this is part of everyday life for me. So, and I think that's why a lot of kids, they, they, it's trauma because we know it's trauma, but they don't even understand that effects that it's going to cause for them 10 years down the line. Facts. You know what no, I'm saying? And I think that's not. the, that's the part that's, where where we're so where we're so far behind when it comes to certain things, man, because we can't start it when we're in our late twenties and we're starting to realize it's an issue. It starts right there, you know what I'm saying, as as kids when we're adolescents and when we're you know what I'm saying, where we're having these different experiences and talking about them, being transparent about them, and also, you know what I'm saying, dissecting is this okay or is this not okay? And I feel like a lot of those conversations are not happening not happening in our own homes, you know what I'm saying? And Next. And I, like I said, man, like with me, all this stuff was just so normal to me. And it probably wasn't until probably college. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I didn't, I didn't really see a lot of white people until I came to college. But you got to think yeah. your parents been through worse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you got it better than them. As bad as we right. have it now, yeah. your parents had it worse. Right. It that that that's it baffled. It's crazy to think like, nigga, I'm 29. Like. When my dad was coming, to, it was worse. Like he been through right. worse significantly. shit significantly. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. uncle uh, is a black man from Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Chased by the KKK. You know what I'm saying? So we like we talked to him about our racist problems. This, just this like, nigga okay, be laughing. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry, the white lady was mean to you and just keeps it moving because he's like, that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like well, we, 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 we gotta quit normalizing those things though, because yeah. like 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 exactly. you stated, our our exactly. parents, our parents had it had it worse. Yeah. But I I didn't have those sit down talks at the dinner table. Yeah. Hey, let's let's discuss this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When well, my uncles we're, we're we're running from police or getting beat by police or things like mm-hmm. that. We didn't we didn't we didn't never ever had the had that open talk as yeah. far as okay this is not okay. Like we normalized it so much. So as a kid, when I saw it, it became normal. So even with me, even with me working with adolescents now, and it's like that's why I put so much focus and passion towards that because me working with kids now, my big thing is just to it's to really just shift the whole agenda when it comes to certain yeah. things like that. But yeah. it was so normalized growing up. And I didn't realize that it wasn't, that that right there wasn't reality until I pretty much got to college. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that even when you like, you lived in it and it was became normal everyday thing and you just didn't know any better because you were in it. At some point though, I mean, surely... You had to have started getting, I mean, not, oh, well, this just happened again. I mean, you had to have started getting, like, angry, uh, frustrated, maybe questioning things, but not sure how to answer them. Did you have any of those things like that? Or was it just like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to roll with it like it is what it is. We like, this is part of living over here. It's, it's, it's one of those things when, when everybody in the room normalizes the behavior, 
you can't be that person in that room that just be like, okay, you know what, y'all, this ain't right. Everybody looking at you like you tripping at this point. Because it make you feel so, look weak. It, it, it do. It make you look weak. And then it's mm-hmm. one thing when your friend group is like that, because we all know when it comes to kids, the power influences everything. So as a as a as a teenager, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I knew some shit wasn't right. But with everybody in around normalizing these conversations, then I'm looking, okay, well, maybe I'm tripping. Or when I go home and I and I tell my my mom about these experiences, you know what I'm saying, and it's not like a big deal, then okay, well, maybe I'm tripping. Or I'm having conversations with teammates or something in high school, or maybe I'm tripping. So it comes to the point where like we normalize these things so much, and they yeah. keep us caught up in that in, in, in that mm-hmm. mindset. You know what I'm saying? Keep right. us, keep us exactly. in that mindset. What do you keep talking about? It's like I, I feel the same way. I I remember you know in high school breaking up fights, they shooting pistols in the air. It's like mm-hmm. looking back, it's like that was in in that time that was normal. But looking back, it's like that that's not normal. You know what I mean? That's not okay. Yeah. And to think, and the reason why I feel like it's like that is because, okay, something happens. What do you do? Exactly. What, what, what is the, what's the, they, people are being killed and there's no consequence Mm -hmm. to hide under the fact that you are trained. So, uh, a soldier shit the way the way that mm-hmm. they shooting people you know what i'm saying the right, soldiers right. in my i talked to one of my friends uh he's a he's a soldier he said that they have more rules t- to dealing with terrorists and going into these foreign lands than police officers do when dealing with u.s citizens in certain certain areas it's true because they're trying mm-hmm. they're trying to create um yeah. Because you have um, the rules of engagement. Yeah, you're trying to create a you bond. Have a military or something. code of justice. That, yeah, that holds people accountable, and they actually process people. It, and he said that videos that come yep. out, they they get on real quick. Yep. And he said that in a lot of cases, places where he been, the people in foreign countries have more civil rights uh, interaction with the with us there than the police officers do with us here. And I'm thinking, like, how is you what? Like that doesn't. That's not even. It's not logical. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't make sense. And for a police officer to be able to hide behind, oh, I was scared. I don't think that's good right. enough. You know what I'm saying? You go into a job knowing that you are you have a dangerous job. That is a part of your job. I when I when I worked in customer service. Or when I work with with kids or something, if something happened to a kid, and I would be responsible. I knew that going into the job. Or if right. a customer was going to cuss me out, you know what I'm saying? I knew that with taking this job, that that is a part of what I have to do. But because you are a police officer who should be professionally trained and should not be acting off emotion, but should be acting off, you know, you should, consciousness. You know what I'm saying? Thinking about situation, I know it's split second decisions sometimes. Well, they're not trained enough for that. But they, right. they they're just right. they're just not. You're asking. They should be. Asking, they they should be, but they're like they're not. Like each area, I learned when I way back in the day when I looked at law enforcement. Like I guess like each state has their own regulations. Yep. Like Michigan has Michigan has M coles, but then outside of M coles. That sheriff might train differently than KZU PD. 
Okay. City is something different that. than township. Well, yeah. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say that. I would say it's a it's as simple as they don't want to because they can show they can show just as much restraint to their own kind. Right. Mm. Facts. That whatever. Part. So it's 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 if when when you working for a system that was built to attack people of color, black people and minorities, I mean that's what you're going to get. Like they they do those things the right way in their communities, which is why uh, you know, if you go into white neighborhoods, you don't see cops just uh, trolling, uh, patrolling around, or whatever, because it's quote unquote safe over there, or whatever. Oh, yeah. The relationship that they have with the police isn't the same type of relationship that we have, and the the vision that they have of the police is that he is the like he is a good person. He comes when crime, like when crime happens. Um, but so if that's always your interaction with the police, and that's what you learn what the police is, or whatever to to gain a different, um, I mean, to, to view him in a different eyesight is kind of like mind boggling or whatever, but it's just almost like you should be able to empathize with me though. Right. Like that's, that's, that should be, a that's, it. that's they, the point. They can't, they, they can't though, it's, because number one, they don't see, they don't see black folks as humans. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. A lot of right. times they don't see black folks as humans. They don't see a lot of people as humans. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, obviously, to black people and black folk getting killed in the streets. There's a lot of different things where they're fucking like kicking Karen in the fucking face with handcuffs on. Mm-hmm. Like straight yeah. up, like bitches detained and she just got blasted. Like she's out. Mm-hmm. So these cops, I think, are they're they're undertrained, they're overworked. They work for a racist institution that they don't understand is racist to begin with. And then they're getting militarized. So the yeah. problem with that is, you know, when you're what, like, you know, homegirl was talking about, they should be able to have that empathy because they do it with their own. The difference is number one, from the beginning, black folk and other people of color were not human beings to them. That's from true. From the beginning, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. everything is really about that it's about humanity it's about um you know approaching people with cooth how do you approach people with cooth if every time in your mind and what you're getting told you're putting on military gear because you're treating it like you go to war that's the reason right. we don't militarize the police because of that right you know so i don't i'm not saying i have an answer i just i i always just play devil's advocate with shit like that because i don't know how you even get things in there unless like you break up police unions. Right. They stop so much from reform or other people getting fired. I think I was watching John Oliver and he was saying something like a thousand and something people would get fired from the police or whatever. And like over half had to get reinstated because of the union. Because of the union, yep. Yeah, the I know the unions be on some other type of stuff, but like also like they just get too much money. They're just overfunded. Like, they're overfunded. Like, there's all that money. Like, just the... When district... When school districts have partnerships with police departments, like, I don't don't understand how we're, like, not asking ourselves 
how kids don't have negative interactions with the police with police officers when you putting them outside elementary schools, when you putting them outside high schools. I mean, or like inside high schools. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. how I don't like, and the money that they like people be talking about how schools ain't got no funding, but then we look at like the militarized police budget and it'd be like fifty four billion dollars. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it doesn't even seem like a real amount of money. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't. It but doesn't. Like, it just be it just be some ridiculous, egregious amount of money, and then people be surprised, like that the police get this amount of money, or like I don't know. I just that's the other thing that I think is just huge is like the egregious amount of money that they get to walk around and be scared of people. I so think, much of that funding is private. It's, it's private funding as well, and I think that's right. the scary part. Because right. I mean, let's be real. If we gonna if we gonna have this conversation, let's be honest. A lot of the a lot of the KKK leaders are police officers. You know what I'm right. saying? And I'm, right. I mean, I'm being I'm keeping it a buck. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of this funding is private, and I also think to me that's a red flag. It's a it's a it's a huge red flag, um, especially when things like this going on. You know what I'm saying? It's it's right. it, it, it's scary, but I mean that's a conversation for another day. So. <laughs> I mean, but even even further in that direction, like until the police, until like the Federation of Police, right? Like the Fraternal Order of Police, you know, recognize and acknowledge that they started because of catching slaves. Like, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Until exactly. we until we start with like the the real beginning, we really not gonna get nowhere. Exactly. Let's, let's, because let's, let's be let's be honest, man. And, and it's, it's, right. I'm sorry, Katie. I meant to cut you off, but I mean, I think I think it's. It's not a coincidence that in 2020, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Muskegon uh, police officer was caught, was caught with KKK memorabilia. Right. And exactly. They oh, told right. him to re- they told him to resign, but yet he still kept his pension. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the union. Right. That's exactly. That's a union doing that. So who, exactly. who who's back? Who who? So who's who's on that union? Right. We're right. About KKK memorabilia, yet they told him to resign, but yet he kept his pension. And he was already a couple right. years from retiring anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of that shit is a coincidence. Right. Yeah. I saw online a couple of days ago that you never see a KKK rally getting dis- uh, dis- disrupted by the police. Right. And somebody said that's because two people can't, or one person can't be in the same, two people right. can't be in the same place at once. One person can't be, right. you know, if yeah. it's a place for the KKK, yeah, they can't yeah, break yeah. it up. Like, like, I can't, I got, I got, I got to break it up or I mean, if we were to talk about like living in a world to where the police don't exist, like I believe like that's possible. I mean, because like the police like capitalize off of like criminal activity, but there's only crime because like you create these policies against people that they can't get rid of that you know causes them to right um like do certain things to like to survive and stuff like that and so like you capitalize off of that so if you take that money and put them into um like different services to help people to like prevent getting there i mean there really wouldn't even be a need because you know when people are having like mental like mental illness breakdowns or whatever, you send like a psychiatrist or a social worker or somebody over there that knows how to properly de-escalate them or whatever. Cause a cop shouldn't be going to, you know what I'm saying, a call to where somebody is saying like, 
I'm like I'm about to kill myself. Like yeah. you, you shouldn't. Like they shouldn't. Like right. so they have too much money and they need to go and they need to go into services that helps people to deal with like mental illness and um having better like housing um um having better housing and just being able to provide for their family like effectively and like i think if we focus more on that then crime will go down because it won't be people you know i'm saying like doing whatever it takes to take care of their family you know they will have the means to do that without exactly definitely exactly and then looking at the people who was just trying to do that before like decriminalizing you know folks who are in jail for some weed charges and stuff that don't make no sense that white people is doing for the free out front in public now you Making know money for like you. like if if it's something that that folks is doing legally now and my cousin is still in prison for it like we got stuff ain't this ain't right like we need exactly. why why somebody needs to explain some shit to me lifestyles is a men's and women's clothing store that carries exclusive quality labels their mission is to bridge the gap between mainstream fashions and luxury brands they're the go-to place for the latest fashions and trends. You can shop with them online at lifestylesapparel.com. That's L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E-Z apparel.com. And follow them online at Lifestyles Apparel on all social media outlets. While you're at it, visit them at their brand new Memphis location. You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. This is the Copacetic Hour. Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill? Back to the podcast. I want to move into our next topic. Uh, what do you feel about companies, celebrities, and political figures' impact on all this? Trying to take advantage. You think they're trying to take advantage of Black Lives Matter and everything? Ali, go ahead. I think it's scary because we you really don't know. I mean, you really don't know who's sincere and who's not, especially you know with the whole Kaepernick situation. It's like I think that was what, last September. He had his little tryout, and, and nobody gave him a shot. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. now, all of a sudden, you know, everybody coming back to him and, and wondering if he should get a job again. So I, I feel like it's really, it's hard to tell, you know. And I feel like that's what's, what's so scary about it. It's hard to tell who's sincere, who and who really thinks that you know Black Lives Matter. Definitely, I definitely agree with that. You uh, gotta have those conversations, though. Like yeah. you gotta make those. You gotta make room to have those those conversations to see where their mind is like you can't just leave it on the first level like you got to start talking you got to start like going deeper into stuff or whatever to really see if they are about your black life for real for real yeah like are you really ready to get down and dirty with me going through trying to dismantle this system like are you ready because it's not easy it's not a long journey and the things i'm going to say to you and the thing that you're going to hear is probably going to hurt your feelings that right. part that part but if you are who you say you are if you believe in what you believe that this is wrong when you're faced with what you was always taught are you going to allow the perspective that i'm giving you to um like override that like are you going to stay with me and if you're not going to stay with me then that lets me know 
that you are comfortable with how I'm being treated because it goes against what you were taught. And I don't need mm. you being comfortable around me. Get the fuck out my face. Right. Because it's okay. either you're racist or you're not racist. There's no in between. Because if you can care about if you can care about um a child getting aborted or whatever whatever they may try to relate to this if you can care about that then you can care about this you can care about my life so if you Thank can you. care about a dog dying okay then you can care about me Facts. right because you can walk and chew gum at the same time like i can do mm. more than one thing at a time Thank so you. you can still be all about your animals and be upset about the whales and also feel like black lives matter like i just don't are you sure does it work what? like that? You can have two <laughs> I just I don't understand. <laughs> I ain't know. I don't because people really be acting like we so mad about X, Y, and Z, but don't nobody want you to know about this over here. Oh, as God. if like mm -hmm. you can't do both. Like yes. <laughs> But why do I have to convince them that my life matters when they already believe that the animals' lives matter? Like, I oh, saw somebody oh, on Twitter. Hey, more, right. more than your life. Yeah, we, were watching, we were looking on Twitter, and we were like, we saw this girl. It was either Twitter or Instagram, one of them. She was making a video about how Black lives do matter because they're so similar to animal lives. Yes. Ridiculous. And I was like, wait, oh, what? This was on Twitter. I don't even have the energy to attack this. It was so ridiculous. Oh, like, I am so exhausted just being living as a Black person to even I can't touch it. I can't. Somebody else, too right? Because you're trying else. to be an ally, but it's dangerous to have people like that that are trying to be your ally. Exactly. So like I need you. I need you to use real, like real, relative things. Like don't relate me to a fucking animal. Like what is wrong with you? That's right. racist. Like, and I, I have to say that. It's <laughs> like thank you for the first part of your statement, but. Poor execution was it wasn't that they say like it was a good sentiment but it, it was but, executed but poorly. here's the like, the, but like they're like therein lies the problem like it is not hard to be a clear communicator it is not hard to mean what you say and say what you mean like not. words mean things and all you got to do is know the definitions and you, google is right there she's free Sis is free. Like she here for your use. Like I'm so tired of white folks asking, and this is no shade to white people, but I'm so tired of people asking asking black folks, what do we do? Google, it's right there. It is not like Go we be came up with her. Shit. Right. Right. We come with her. Matter, like, you and Google need there. to be like this. Like you and Google need to be here. You don't need to call me when Google is at your fingertips for the free exactly. thing because I will charge you. Like, exactly. <laughs> period. No, period. That's called consultation. Okay. That's called consultation. Okay. Listen, if you want to learn, pay me. If not, I have a retainer fee. Like, <laughs> okay. So, um, back on topic. That <laughs> <laughs> is on topic. <laughs> uh, it was right. It was right. It definitely was right. I definitely don't disagree, <laughs> but um, another thing, well, I think companies, if you really are about black lives matter, as you are putting out there, selling shirts, making money, trying to, you know, put that good positive publicity out there so you can sell stuff later. For one, I think we need to go back 
and this might be petty on my part, I think we need to go back to, if you were really about Black Lives Matter, you would have been about it when Kaepernick was going through and had the nation. That's not petty at all. That's not petty at all. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I ain't gonna lie, man. I I got so pissed off today. I I go to to watch a movie on Netflix. Uh Uh-huh. As soon as I click on Netflix, they got this whole Black Lives Matter thing. I'm looking like, you, you motherfuckers, it's crazy. Man. And then even video games, you pop on the video game right now. I'm playing Madden today with one of my boys. They got a screen that just Black Lives Matter, we're here for you. I'm just looking like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Which I is feel wild. like all these companies taking advantage of this shit. Yes. And my thing is, if you weren't part of this movement way before George Floyd, then fuck you at this point. It's almost like you got to be like Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry was down for the cause from the beginning. Yeah, right. Ben, ben, I was about to say, they're, only, they're the only ones that been about that action. Okay, mm-hmm. they got locked up for us. Like one mm-hmm. time, like a couple protests before, like they got locked up for I us. I know that. Yeah. And they, and this, they, uh, they stayed the was like, they got fuck everybody. Yeah. Right. Fuck all y'all. I was like, come through Ben and Jerry's. And it was These like, and it was like around. action items. Their yeah. statement had like, we want everybody to yep. pass this bill. Like it wasn't just, yeah. you know, we support. It yeah. was like, here's the things that we're behind. Yep. Here's the donations. Because that's the other thing. I don't care if you were saying it back then, but like, where's your money at? Who are you investing right. in? Who's on your board of directors? That's and what if I there, have been, right there. there have been companies, and I know that there have been companies that have been like, okay, people are going to step down so that other so that we can get this right and there have been companies that have said but like i want to i want to see the action like that's the only way that i think i'm willing to be like okay i might continue to support you and that's my thing like okay you you weren't down with cap so there goes a strike right there you know what i'm saying you're on the wrong side of history now they're coming to prove that you're on the wrong side of history fine now that you're wanting to be on the right side of history NFL, I need to see more. I need to see a black owner, NFL. I need to see okay. more black GMs. I need to I'm see right. more uh, corporate executives, more black and uh, black and brown corporate executives. I need to yep. see uh, in every aspect, all these places where all these places where there are only, you know, a, a sprinkle of a sprinkle of Latinos. <laughs> A sprinkle, a sprinkle of blackness. The salt bay dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a, a sprinkle of minority in there. I need to see more. I need to see exactly. a minority, not just in the minority division. No, he need to be on the the corporate marketing uh, platform. You know what I'm saying? Let us let us de- let us define diversion and include Thank it you. for you. We, mm-hmm. Stop. Let us define point, it yes. for you. At this point, we are not the minorities, and my thing is like, if we, if we, if we don't wake up and realize how much of how much power and influence we have, because five years ago, these companies are not making these big statements like no. we're part of the Black Lives Matter because Absolutely. everything and when it comes to PR stuff, everything was and we're not going to get involved or anything like that. We're going to keep our mouth closed, keep moving. But now it's just like these companies are being forced to say what side they're on. At there the it is. And that's a yep. huge step. There it is. That's a huge, huge step. But with that, as, 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 as black people, we have to we have to take advantage of that and understand, like, Definitely. we control the narrative. Yes. We control Definitely. the narrative. All the, all the energy that we're putting in until 
going out there as far as these protests, that need to be the energy we put in to keeping this money in the black community. That need to be the yeah. same energy that we're going in, you know what I'm saying, as far as educating our black kids, as far as, you know what I'm saying, we need black judges, we need black police officers, we need right. these type of people who's making these type of decisions. Right. But I've never seen these big ass Fortune 500 companies being forced to make a decision. And that's what's going on right now. Yep. But we have mm-hmm. to wake up and realize like, man, like we have we have power right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we got all the power we need, but we have to make sure it's structured and we got to do things the right way. Going down there, tearing up shit, that is not going to, it's, it's a wake up call, but now what we're going to do with it? Everything has to be done with purpose at this point. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I agree with that. I exactly. Think, you know, I think, I think that a lot of the, you know, posting a black square on Instagram, um, having a, your statement online, as much as it, as it is like a publicity stunt, I think that it's a necessary one at this point. Um, the phrase has been going around a lot that your silence can be really loud. Um, and so those companies that are choosing not to say anything right now, we notice. We're yes. noticing big time. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I notice that, I'm choosing not to support it. I'm not supporting it when it comes to funding my business. I'm not supporting it when it comes to my personal use. I'm just not because you're not supporting me. For those that are jumping on the bandwagon, that they're posting their black square, that they're posting something on the front page of their website, that's great. I'm, I love it. Cool. You're late to the party, but you know, you could have said something years ago at this point. But you know, thanks for doing it now. Now, when something that you says in the something that you say in the future goes against hashtag Black Lives Black Lives Matter. When I see that you're not treating an employee fair and they're black, you're saying that their life doesn't matter. Now I'm going to call you on it because wait a minute, on June 1st, 2020, you said Black Lives Matter. Right. Right. So exactly. If they matter, exactly. then they matter. It's not just about police mm-hmm. brutality because we can go exactly. into a whole bunch of different segments of why do Black Lives Matter? Where should Black Lives Matter? What part, what aspects of Black Lives Matter? Do all Black Lives Matter or just the mm-hmm. ones that are wearing those shirts and ties or just the ones right. that are playing basketball? Right. Yep. Is it the black addicts that matter? Is it the black homeless people that lives matter? Like, which ones? What are we talking? Right. Like, we let definitely, you know. Okay. But wait, yes, death, on June that, 1st, 2020, you said that they matter, so now I can call you on it when you act like yep. they don't. The whole thing so thanks for that. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Now you gave me that permission to be able to hold you accountable. So shout out to everybody that has, because when you start doing some bull, you know, six months right. later after the storms rolled by and you're like, okay, yeah, we did that nice thing in, earlier this year. Yeah. I'm gonna bring it back up, Definitely. and then somebody is disrespected in your store, right? Definitely. Or following right. your store, yeah. or tags us on it. on Instagram and Twitter about how they're disrespected, and we're gonna be like, oh, but did it ma- did it matter then? Because like what you said about do do all Black Lives Matter is the thing that I think people are not thinking about either, because we're not thinking about all of the people that are left off of all of our signs, all of the people that are left off of all of our conversations. Exactly. Um, like, because we have a large amount of Black women that have been left off, right? We have Black trans folks that have been left off. Like, right. a lot of members of the LGBTQ community that are oh, left yeah. off. And so, like, we got to we gotta, we gotta include everybody in the conversation now. Like, exactly. Every time. Now, David, what was you about exactly. to say? I was going to say that I personally think that it's, it's, it's a fruitless endeavor to look for any sort of... Um, sincere morality or genuine action with any sort of corporate entity okay if that's the barometer you're 
my mind, you're approaching it wrong because you, you should be looking how to play off what they're trying to play you on. Okay. They're trying to make money off you. Exactly. How do you make that more advantageous for you? Because that's really what all this is about. Okay. The corporate social responsibility genuinely means nothing in your also the mind. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. What yeah. I think that matters is what can I hold you to? What can I hold you accountable on? I don't care what oh, you exactly. Believe. There's no way I can no, change no, what you believe, but I can change the way you write your checks. Right. That's what I can Like now is defining what what does black like now now that we know that black lives matter, now we're defining yes. for them what, what that means. Yes. What does mm-hmm. that look like? I think when it comes to these, I think when it comes to these companies, it's not about Black Lives Matter that they're trying to portray to us, and we need to realize that. And what what they're saying is, Black dollars matter. We don't really right. give a fuck about what y'all are talking about. Honestly, yeah. let's be real. That's we don't true. care what y'all are talking about because it's not directly affecting us. But one thing that is directly affecting us, whether you choose to not spend your Black dollars when it comes right. to companies you know what i'm saying and Absolutely. i think that's the thing we, we we can't focus upon okay well did they make a post to say that black lives matter or right. did they do x y and z no you know what i'm saying it goes way deeper than that and i think we need to stop setting ourselves short by just by by asking ourselves well did this, was this company part of the movement did this company make a statement no yeah it's taking advantage day, black, black black dollars matter and everything that they're doing right now is taking advantage of us i don't care That's how true. many posts you post i don't care how many times you tell me black lives matter where are you putting some of this money that black that black people are spending right with your company you know what I'm saying to some of these funds that's going on, like to, to, exactly. to the movement. Like, are you are you putting money? And to me, that speaks louder than any type of Instagram yes. post you can make. Yeah, exactly. Any type right. of Instagram post yes. you can make. That's true. Now, what was that you say- so What was you saying, Ali? I was just saying that was real. Put that put that money up. Put that cheese up. Definitely. Definitely. You got to. You got to. Like just for just for example of like a company that's put together like a really good action plan, so to speak. Um, for anyone listening that doesn't know, I'm a photographer in addition to the healthcare work that I do. Um, so one of the um, biggest, actually, they're in the top three for online galleries for photographers, a multi-million dollar company. They put together an action plan that includes actually financially backing Black communities, Black photographers, um, and on a global scale as well, including putting a large sum of money into a photographer community that I'm in that focuses on um, an all-inclusive empowerment network for Black photographers, photographers of color, LGBTQ community, um, and other marginalized areas that don't normally get the exposure that they need. Um, So seeing that kind of stuff, seeing immediate checks being written, those kind of things, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. And it's not talking about, oh, we're sending money to Africa because Africa's not where, what's having the problem right now. Mm-hmm. They literally wrote a check today to Illuminate Atlanta, which is a um, nonprofit organization that works with programming, um, education, and outreach for children in Atlanta. That kind of stuff is the stuff that matters, working in your own community. Yeah. So until we see those companies formulating those kind of like, no, this is a three-point plan. This is where this check is going. This is where this check is going. And this is where this check is going. This is right. where your dollars are going. So when you say, like, no, we're not Black-owned, but when you write a check to us, we are still funneling money into the Black community. That's the stuff I need to see from those bigger organizations. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. 
Now, one thing that pisses me off is I, that I saw is these fucking Democrat political figures taking knees wearing <laughs> kente cloth. Like, I don't give a... Like, the theatrics. Yeah, like, like, why? Like, we don't need you to... You you know Looking how like they about to be in a step show. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's not your job. Like how you were saying earlier, Kaylee, stay in your lane, stay in your place. Yes. Your job is to create the laws that are can help us for the future. We don't need you, you show solidarity by creating right. uh po- policies that are going to help us, not by taking a knee and wearing fucking kente, kente cloth. Stone? Like that's so. Hey, you know what, though, bro? I don't even blame them, bro. What the I fuck? I don't blame them. I blame. I blame every black person that was in the room that allowed that shit to happen. That shit is ridiculous. That shit, man. No, that because they, you know, they don't listen to black people. So then black people are yeah. like, you know what? Go ahead and do what you gotta do. Like they, like that shit is, that them, them black. Because you know, it was some assistance up there. It was, you know, it was publicists in the room. It was other folks so in the room that was probably like, you know what? I'm saying, who was that. probably just like, you know what? Go ahead and do what you're going to do. They'd have been like, like no, this- Shaniqua, I think it'll work, okay? Like, <laughs> and, they, and they really just be like, you know what? Hey, hey, okay. You know what? This this will get them right here. Let's do this. All right, like, like, no. Like, no, we don't, need, we don't need that. This shit is a joke, man. Like, that and was like. And then the <laughs> one that had the chains in the, uh. <laughs> Uh, thing around their neck. Yes. What? Oh my no. goodness. Yeah, I was like, Are these politicians? Yes. Politicians. <laughs> what? Le- le- leaders you know, of you'd be world. like, don't you just, don't you do the, like, don't you make the laws? Like, isn't that like, oh, no, so a bunch of old okay. white men put chains around their ankles and wrists and around their neck and kneeled. No. I see. I only like saw the Kente stone. I only saw like, like a, the Kente. It was cloth. a family. It was like a dad, a mom, <laughs> and their two sons. <sighs> what are we doing? Like when you see stuff like that, it frustrates you because it's like you have no idea. You really yeah, don't you understand. All it is to do nothing. At like all. you don't understand. Like that is ridiculous. You're not helping. You're making it worse. You're exactly. You're making it worse. Like hey, you making sellout, this thing some like some sellout in the room was telling her that shit okay, man. Like, oh my There's god, there's too many black people in the room to for some for somebody not to be like, you know what, hey, this this ain't it. This is not the message that you want to try Goodness to get across. Gracious. It's the fact that's, that there's that's, probably no black people in the room, then that's the issue. Mm, or yeah. that the black people who are in the room have been so silent yeah. and been not listened to over and over and over again that at the end of the day they just be like you know what do go on, whatever it was that's true it was all because that's me and i don't blame them and it's like you can't blame them like at that point because just right. like you you can lead the horse to the water but you can't make it drink like i, 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 I told the motherfucker this here's the thing i told it is, the motherfucker they have like their 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 staff or like their own individual uh, little work group. I don't even know what you call them, like their cabinet or whatever. I guess. Uh huh. Even if they have some people there, who's gonna really like say something when you're getting seventy some thousand? You better careful how you do things. Right. Like I can't say anything to my boss about some of the shit he just lets fly around the office. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I can't be just blatantly go up to him and be like, you say you act the coolest shit, but like, you're like, oh, I don't know if I can go to the north side. I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm tough enough to be over there, that type of thing. Like, I can't just square off with him and just tell him off like I would have done somebody in like a Western classroom. All right. Imagine that. Then I'm, Imagine then I'm that passed out and now I'm stuck. Yes. Like, I mean, that's how I feel like at my job. Yeah. Like when right. you're saying, like, who do you tell? Yeah. Like, he'd tell you my Facebook posts, a news feed be looking like some just conscious political shit almost all the time. Yeah. It's either you like fucking with me or you don't. Because yeah. <laughs> you annoy me. <laughs> but the reality is, though, is that I have learned that that's like, a, that's my only vessel. Okay. You know, I told that to, I'll be very real, man. I got mental health issues too and shit. I told that to a white therapist one time. I was like, you get so frustrated and everything else, but I looked at it. So when you try to look, I was like, who, who do, who do I tell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, 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 how do I, who do I bring to human resources to tell them about, you know, this is racist to the white people that they get anybody in general. Most people don't even talk about race because it's socially taboo. Yeah. Like, like right. you said, you said when that cop pulled you out, when you said, oh, are you being funny? And you told him like the real legit shit, that's what did it. He mm-hmm. was already on your ass anyway. But yep. the fact that you were worried he, that you already had the schema in your head to tell him, I don't want you to kill me because you think I have something, that triggered him to feel all sorts of bullshit pissed off. He's like, no, fuck out the car. Yeah, now I got hurts. something to prove. And, and now we have that you know, retaliation. issue right there. Like that, like at that moment, like at that moment, that's that white person's obligation to make that choice to let me know whose side you're on. And mm-hmm. the fact that that the cop let us know that that's the side that they're on all times and let us know that if the police force did not exist, crime would not exist because y'all are the reason crime exists. Y'all make those policies to go against people. Like if y'all get abolished, everybody will be straight because they put in resources where they need to. They put in the money and the resources where they need to go. Right, to that money is not just gonna go away. Better, right? right. Mm-hmm. And they create better why, American citizens. I would challenge you real quick. Why do you think that they're gonna take that money and place it where it needs to? That's go? what I was gonna say what, too. What, like what what faith or that's a big historical uh, precedence do we have to believe that? You're right. I mean, I think there's a couple I think there's a couple reasons. I think there's a couple reasons though, because like if we want to talk about education for a minute, just that that's the place that I work. So like everybody's kids right now, public school is fucked, right? Like everybody's kids. Right. right? My kids, your kids, her kids, they all All of them. Because there's no money there. Yeah. Right? Because even within school districts, we have partnerships that we pay police to be a part of our school right mm-hmm. like there are like the school district i work for six million dollars goes to the police what goes to the the partnership with the police district, like the police officers that's and i didn't think that's enough but that's like the di- over district like we be having a couple officers on on campus we don't think of nothing about it i think about it like i had in high school right where it was just like oh they're just there they're part of the makeup of, of the thing but then like when you think about that as a whole district and we got 40 some schools in the district. There's a couple officers, a couple of cars, you know what I'm saying? At every diff at every single building, that shit adds up. Yeah. Right. So 
if you keep if you take the if you defund the police, but we keep that six million dollars, that's six million dollars that my district didn't have before. Right. Right. And I'm and that's just in the case of education. That don't even like I mean, think about all of the things that uh put like all the things that police respond to right now that we should have social workers and mental health care clinicians responding to. Yeah. If we can give mm-hmm. If, if that money stays there, but it's not given to the police, now we can get the right people coming to assess the right thing. Definitely. Right? And maybe if we can't even get social workers, we could at least get books. Like, right. Exactly. No, I, I, they should be doing that. They should be doing that. I, I guess I'm just saying that I'm, I'm very much unoptimistic in that regard because that you got rid of the police force, but you didn't get rid of the entire capital system of lobbying and paying for political time and paying for political attention and getting your agenda heard like that. Right. Like, I mean, you're going to get some of that money maybe, but like, what are they doing right now with all the money that they're, you know, they've been working on for a while to get rid of paying federal school funding. Right. They've worked so hard to do. Like that money Mm -hmm. isn't going into anywhere, anything remotely that's benefiting anybody. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, if, if, you know, we taking money away from the police, we might as well, you know, put it into the future, which is, you know, like the children. In terms of school districts, if you look around, let's just think about like high school sports, for example. I don't know about y'all, but you know, sometimes we wouldn't have a bus. You know, sometimes we have to get in people's cars and go to games. But if you go to mm-hmm. different schools, some of them play in the stadiums, some of them got turf. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's mm-hmm. clearly still separate and, and unequal. So it, I just feel like until we address the problem, which is you know preventative measures. Like, like I said, putting the money into the kids. So if you get them something to do, you know, they, they don't have to tell the community. They don't have to mess up stuff. They could to right. build the mm-hmm. community up and make themselves look better. Definitely. Khadija, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta challenge you on this. You really think that if there were no police officers, that people wouldn't be running around here buck Yeah, wild. I was curious, yeah. Hey, this should hey, this like, be like the purge out this here, This should be the purge. Yeah, I don't think so either, though. I don't think so either. You, y'all really you. think, think that? So I think that it, it may not be... It, it'll be different, definitely, but there are people who are just crazy. Don't got nothing to do with... Oh, absolutely. All the stuff that's, that's going still... on. Some people are just are evil not even crazy just they're just evil people it, it'll make people step up too though yeah they're just evil people now could we patrol I mean, our if, own if neighborhoods everybody is being held equally if everybody is being held equally accountable and that's what i think the difference should be though who's doing that though yeah right. who's the judge Who's going to be the person to say, okay, we're going to equally accountable this? Because now we just established a new set of laws. Yeah. Basically. And then you're going to My have to establish problem. some people to enforce those rules and norms. That's what My problem is with abolishing like a police force. My problem with abolishing the police is that we're going to have less George Floyd situations and a more, more Ahmad situations of people taking the law into their own hands. Right. Yeah, so I, I, I'm and with you in, in at the end of the day, we still are missing. I mean, of course, I, we have I to am like 100% go. for defunding. Right. Right. I'm pretty sure I, we could I don't think that we are anywhere that. near the point. Yeah. That part. That part. I don't yeah. think that it's something that needs, that needs to happen tomorrow. Like, but exactly. I do think it's something that we, I think it's something that could happen. And it wouldn't be, I don't think like, I think there's, 
levels to it, right? Like there are steps that we would have to get to. And do I know all of them steps? Absolutely not. Mm. But I do think that it is possible to live in a place where we don't throw people away. Because right. if you get rid of police, that means you have to get rid of prisons. That means instead of it being a prison where you literally cage a human being like an animal, you then have to put, make a place for them to actually get better and get the care that they need and get the things that they need, as opposed to, I'm going to just throw you in this corner, in this dark, dusty room and act like you don't exist. No I'm going to challenge y'all real quick on that, though. And I, um, as KD could say, I've been working in, in residential for the past eight years okay. and I'm working with the most troubled kids in America. Um, uh-huh. out of the thousands and thousands of kids I've interacted with or I had any type of impact on, they have never once had an issue with the anti-black group. They've always had an issue with kids of, that look just like them. So for us to not say, for us to say that we're, with, with the police not being in existence, crime rates would drop, I don't think that's true because we look at the crime rates when it comes to black on black crime. It's it's higher than any other race. You know what I'm saying? That, but that, that's, that's, that's not true, though. That's not, that's true. not true, though. Yeah. But they, that's not ahead, true. There's no ahead. such thing. There's no such thing as, as black on black crime. Black on black crime. Like, my yeah. black brother don't go and kill my black brother just because he's black. My black brother right. go and kills my black brother because he has he's felt that he's been wronged in some way. Or he's trying to, or he's trying to, like, survive or or achieve something is it okay not is it okay though not even it's, it's, but it's I, not but that's, okay time, but it's but not that, okay wait 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 okay. time out time oh, out because no, 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 no. y'all y'all missing black on black crime y'all missing it it's not even about why it happened the only reason there's black on black crime is because we were segregated into the same communities you kill yeah, people absolutely. who you live by. There is exactly. no such thing. There is no to go to go a step further. There is no such thing. But to go a step further with what you are saying, it's not even just that I'm killing with it or I'm 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 committing this crime within proximity. It's also that you have literally stacked black people on top of each other in the project. Yes, right. Oh, like right. you you have yeah. you have taken you have taken literally. They have no like we have no ownership of things. Yes. Right. So I, ain't nothing really mine. That means ain't nothing really yours either. Right. So and and I know That's that right. and everybody that is around me knows that. And that is a fixable thing with yeah. the right resources. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, and yes. and so when you say when, when I say we can take that money away from the police and put it into the programs that matter, those programs are the ones that's going to build kids up. So that they not having the problem, gotcha. you gotcha. know, amongst right. each okay. other. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm with that 100%. I'm with that 100. Right. Exactly. Another yeah. note got, is that when the we're not when we say like, oh, crime won't exist, it doesn't mean that if on July 7th the police get uh, disbanded, that July 8th will have less crime. That's not what we're saying. Right. That's likely going to be a purge. But we're talking about future generations mm-hmm. that are exactly. going to grow up without having those stigmas, without having police watching their every move in school. Like Kaylee, how you were talking about how, like, oh, we just thought it was a thing because, like, you know, that's like police are just around. That's they're, they're in just our there. I never yeah. thought it was a problem until I was having a conversation with my with my twin brother who is six four and a black belt black belt in karate, and to somebody who's never like had a conversation with him and doesn't know his heart. He's a scary, intimidating look black, mm-hmm. looking black male. I'm sorry, but he is. Right. 
and he he said he's like we were talking about just like growing up having our officer in our high school and I was like oh yeah cool people he was like yeah because you were a good kid right he was like that was terrifying for me but look at what's defined as like but look at what defined as like a threat like you're just saying who I am is a threat and that's not Mm -hmm. okay yeah like that, like that's never okay. Like that's the only leverage that you have, no matter how I present myself to you. Like we have like black people who are billionaires or whatever, and will possibly still get treated the exact same way. Yeah, exactly. So it don't matter at what level sure. you're at, you, you, you experience discrimination in some kind of way. And, and the only leverage that you have is that I'm black and yet they want to say no 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 that's not the reason but you can't even answer the question on why you feel this way why you think this way for 401 years we've been asking why do you feel this way about me and we saying is it it's because I'm black and you keep saying no and we keep asking you why but you can't offer another explanation for it what else is it for them like what else is it for me to think like what else is it like Hey KD, I feel like I feel like I feel like with this whole situation, it's like we're we're driving that whole point. Like, okay, we're we're not a threat. We're not doing this. I think with the protests, with everything that's going on in the media, I think we're going to see a lot of more George Floyd situations because now they think that every black person has has a, has a target on them, or they had this monkey on their back, and you know what I'm saying they're out to prove X, Y, and Z. So we're gonna have these same police officers walking around with these big ass glocks that's quick to fire on people. You know what I'm saying? Because now they're thinking, okay, well, before George Floyd, you guys, are, you know what I'm saying? We we pretty much held you accountable because because <laughs> you're black. You know what I'm saying? We don't care what you did or what the situation is. You're being held accountable because of the color of your skin. And now that everything that's going on in the, in the media, I see this shit getting much worse. You know what I'm saying? I really see this shit getting much worse. That. And I, to me, that's the scary part about everything that's going on. It's crazy. I don't see I don't see it. I don't see it getting much worse though. I, I don't. I don't see it getting much worse. I see I see them being um being get getting to the point to where they have to be held accountable. I mean, just like now, uh, like when we're out like protesting and stuff like that and people get stopped by the police or we notice like the police is like circling uh, a certain area and like there will be a group of white people that will purposefully go over there and like police them and what would normally be a 25 minute stop for a normal day as a black person turned into a five minute stop because it's a group of white people right there, police and the police. And so yeah. when you when you um when you identify those down ass, real ass white people or whatever, that's real deal and like that's real deal and that's a like a real ally, they're gonna really do that uh around you and when they're not around you. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And so when you begin to have those conversations and you also begin to show them what it looks like, then you'll be able, then you'll be able to challenge them. And so now they gotta prove themselves. Definitely. Like I like I'm really about that. And so that's the moment that we're in now. 
like they're they're being they're being challenged and like as far as Kalamazoo is concerned I know what I see um just like when we're out like I see like a lot of people holding like more cops like accountable especially since we've been in the community like helping this family uh who house got ransacked into by the cops or whatever we've been like helping this family like recover from that and stuff and just to see like how like all of our allies are holding like each other accountable like holding like their community like their white people accountable when they do and say things that's out the way or whatever so it's just like if we focus more on that and 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 put more of that in the media then they have no choice but to see what's right are you tired of paying unnecessary fees for banking do you only use mobile banking anyway and hate going into the branch to handle your business if so chime is the copacetic option for you it's one of the fastest growing banks in america charging a total of zero dollars in fees Join Chime today using our special code and get a free $50 after your first direct deposit of $200 or more within your first 45 days of opening the account. Find the special code in our Instagram profile and join the Chime family today. You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill? Back to the podcast. We're going to move into our last topic. Uh, usually this will be the email of the week or the hood situation, but we're going to skip the hood situation this week because, you know, everything going on has been difficult. But email of the week is not even really an email. It's just that we've been talking about all the issues and all the problems. What are some loose, some solutions uh, that you think should happen or what do you want to see change? How can this, the things we've been talking about, how can they be done? I feel like um, while we holding everybody accountable for, you know, not speaking up or speaking up, we need to hold ourselves accountable to it and kind of go behind the scenes and start coming up with like a game plan. And I feel like everybody who's in like human services, the, the teachers, the educators and the social workers, we need to be coming up with some type of, you know, behavior or, or a social aspect of change to, you know, get everybody on the same page and people, if we, the funded police systems and, and, and police departments, the people in criminal justice sectors, they need to be coming up with some type of alternative too, because I think violent behavior, violent crimes will go up if we take out, you know, the police uh, department, because what we know is that the strong is always going to prey on the weak. So as long if it's cops, you know, once, once time passes and people start seeing, you know, the, the neighborhoods where to go, I feel like home invasions and things like that and robberies and stuff like that will start going up. So if we do defund the police station, we got to know that we need to have some type of alternative in place. Agreed, yeah, agreed. Like everybody needs to break up, go into their strengths, and, and just come up with some type of solution, like as, as a collective, instead of having everybody try to be Jordan, you know, be the bulls. I, I definitely agree. I think that that's where you have the organizations like Black Panthers being necessary for the Black community moving forward. Um, you know, you're not going to act out if you know that there's still some sort of consequence that can happen to you. So somebody's, they're not going to just let that go. 
So I feel like that makes a difference, um, knowing that there's still going to be accountability. It's just accountability that you're not going to have to fear for your life in the process of. I, I agree with Ali. Uh, I don't. I don't really have any faith in humanity in general like that. I believe in any sort of um, utopious aspect. I mean, like I said, I grew up on a lot of rich white kids. You know, getting fucking everything they wanted. Motherfuckers are still choosing to shoot up heroin. Motherfuckers are still out there fucking doing dumb shit, vandalizing things, and chose to do BMEs for no reason other than they just thought it would be fun to do shit like that. So we're going to have people that are going to do things. I mean, and these are the people that have the best of the best. They're getting, you know, the best property taxes for their schools and they're going to private schools, all those types of things. I think you're always going to have to have some sort of, some sort of like, call it what you want, a police force or a group of people or something because think how many guns we have in this country per person. Right. Mm -hmm. Think about the people that have those guns as opposed to the people that don't. Right. Who generationally has a stockpile of weapons? It's not us. Right. So, I mean, it just in Michigan alone, Michigan is one of the top states for right-wing extremist groups. We got like eight or nine out here. Like yeah. it's crazy. The head of the KKK is in Michigan, actually. Shit, yep. I didn't even know that. I mean, so like, yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm definitely not, um, um, for that because I, I like, I mean, I don't think people have the heart to really deal with, like, who, like, what are we gonna do with pedophiles? Are we gonna kill them? Who's gonna kill them? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because those, those are gonna be serious things that are gonna happen because they happen in every community. Black, white, Latino. I'm just saying that's just one example. Right. You're right. I think the thing, the first thing is like nationally, we are a long ways away from that. Like that's yeah. not something that I expect to have. Like I, that's not something I expect to see nationally in my lifetime. Like I just don't. Um, mm -hmm. But what I will say is going back to what I said earlier um, and what I think Ali mentioned too is like know your but like and I don't mean that in a derogatory right like not like I'm trying to put somebody in a place but like whatever it is that you are passionate about whatever it is that your um goal or your drive is like leverage that for yourself because like nothing is worse than somebody who don't who don't have an opinion on the here and now talking about the here and now right like if they're meant to be a long term like if your solution is long term then be long term and be cool with that like, mm -hmm. if you are meant to be on the ground at every protest, and that is where your your journey, you know, leads you and you find that invigorating and helpful, like, do that. Because we need people to do that. But then, like, also acknowledge there are other people behind the scenes doing other stuff and leverage them, too. Right? Like, mm -hmm. leverage all the parts of your community. Um, like, what you were saying, like, th those are the things that make, like, the Black Panthers essential. Like, because everybody had a spot. Right. That didn't function without mm -hmm. the food that didn't function without the people writing the paper that didn't function without the people delivering the paper. Right. Like you got to know where you're supposed to be and and be OK right. with that. I'm so tired of, of people being upset because everybody ain't show up to the protest or everybody ain't donate their money. Like know where um, you're supposed to be and be there. I think everybody can donate if you have it. Right. Like if you but if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. Yeah, I think, and you I ain't got to know I, my pockets. <laughs> like, I ain't gotta tell you what my checkbook looks like for me to say I ain't no, got it. I, I agree. I, I think that a lot of the uh, 
sometimes, you know, I've seen in the conscious community from what I've seen out of family in it is that it sometimes becomes like an ego thing. Yes. Like you're super down for the cause. And then it becomes this thing of being so down for the cause that you end up dragging the cause down because there's no pragmatic mm-hmm. options in, in, in your, your status or what right. you're yes. trying to do. Yes. You're just there to yes. get everybody riled up and then start protesting. And that's mm-hmm. cool. That's a spot, you know. Um, but we need people, I think, to be in positions um, to really integrate a lot of governmental sectors. In reality, I think that's the only way that's going to change the laws because you need to get people that are coming from communities that deal with that, or at least people of color that have a clear understanding. Like Congress should look somewhat representative of the nation. Is you know it's supposed to. It it doesn't at all. Right. Yeah, that's facts though, and I I I think um I think education for one is a is a huge thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm Mm -hmm. talking about every every aspect of that uh, we need more black lawmakers we need more black police officers uh, city commissioners you know what i'm saying people that's voting on these different things we need people of color when it comes to uh, when it comes to some of these issues that we're currently dealing with right now um i think another thing that we need to realize the power of the black dollar you know what i'm saying as far as we we choose to put money into some of these companies that don't give two shits about us Fact. but yet a lot of these a lot of these black owned businesses you know what I'm saying? They're 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 begging for support. They're begging yeah. for support. Some of these black businesses are right there in your own community. You know what I'm saying? So That's so bringing true. the money back to your own community, different things like that. Um, and I think <laughs> lastly, it's just just it's it's opening up opening up the your home for just that open dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing we got to understand is racism. Nobody is born racist. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's no such thing as a as a racist gene. You know what I'm saying? So feeling comfortable to to challenge to challenge your your friend group. You know what I'm saying? If you're that person, you know what I'm saying, that's on the outside looking in is when it comes to just segregation or just or racism, you know what I'm saying? In general, being being comfortable to kind of challenge your friend group when it comes to certain different things like that. Um, being comfortable to challenge your parents, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these white people parents are racist as hell. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. being comfortable to kind of challenge them in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? It's so much racism going on in the workplace. It's fucking crazy yes. right now. But being yes. comfortable to kind of just stand up and challenge those different things. So I feel like once we kind of get to that point, man, I think we will start seeing some change. And I'm all for the whole protesting, but I'm a lot more Malcolm than I am Martin, man. And I, I need action. Facts, facts. Absolutely. We, we, we need our own, like, politicians, too. A lot of you know, yes. part of the reasons why we haven't seen any changes because we haven't funded any elections. Like politicians go mm-hmm. to the people, whoever fund their campaign, that's where they get the results for first. Yeah, so exactly. If we start getting some politicians in the race, you know, we can start seeing some change. Exactly, yep. exactly. It starts with us going to vote. This, like this, yeah. like this. I feel like this is the last time that we're going to have to pick the lesser the evil, like right. the lesser evil. Right. Like I feel mm-hmm. like once we once we like, I feel like now we realize that we gotta vote people in that share our same values, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we we gotta vote people in that reflect what we look like. They like they everybody that's in position reflects like those white communities. Like that's what they believe and that's what we see, yeah. or whatever. But we don't like to like we don't vote or whatever, so we don't put those people 
in those positions that reflect us. So I feel like this is the year, this is the last year that we have to, that we're going to have to vote for the, uh, like the lesser evil because more people are going to understand how important it is to vote in like your local, in a state, realizing like those are the ones that you need to really pay attention to or uh, whatever versus just focusing on like the presidential election or whatever. Yeah. Like right. they, they drive so much of the presidential election and not, you know, tell us about the local. anything else. Oh, whatever right. stuff that really affects so, us definitely exactly not even like the presidential election is important to vote in as well but not so much the major election those right. primaries those matter you have to vote and talk yes. about who's going to get on the ballot you can't yes. just wait until you're down to two choices and be like okay one or two it doesn't work right. like that exactly. you got to make those decisions ahead of time we have to band together and decide what's actually going to be right for our community uh, so and we gotta have a. That's that also that. the reminder that Google is free, right? Because we exactly. gotta we gotta do the research. We gotta do the research for them too. Like it's it's yeah. not enough to vote if you like. Oh, I'm voting for this person because they on this side. Like you gotta read up on. They we gotta too. we gotta have a black agenda that right. we have to present to these people that are that are running for these positions. Like this is the black agenda, and if you're not going to. Um, acknowledge this black agenda and push this agenda then like we are not supporting you like right. we can't be and we went to your and we looked at all of you, right and we looked at all your stuff and we see that it's not on there so you're not going to tell mm -hmm. me you are yeah. exactly right. yes that's huge man that's where the education comes in that man we gotta we gotta talk to our to our, our children we gotta talk to our young folks about that because a lot of them they have no idea what's going on they have no idea what's going yeah, on that's because true. there's so much in this bubble. They're, they're in this bubble where they feel like this is reality. This is all I know. I'm just a product of my environment. All that other shit that's going on in the media and the news, I don't I don't care about none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So we got we to gotta educate our folks when it comes to uh, different things like that. But yeah. the, problem, the problem is that it's not just the children. It's the 17 and 18-year-olds that are about to be voting. That are being handed yeah, right. right. It doesn't. And we're not talking about fifth graders that don't know what's going mm -hmm. on. We're talking about grown adults now. Shit, it's twenty-five, right. twenty-six-year-olds. They don't know. Right. Right. And, right. And, 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 and honestly, when it comes to that age, when you when you eighteen, nineteen years old, it's more so about okay, shit. How how am I going to come up with the resources for me to have a meal the next day? Let alone you talking about who about to be the next president. I don't care about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. I care about how about yeah. to eat tomorrow. And I think I, once we kind of when we when we once we hit that age group, it's almost too late. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. almost too late unless we're doing things like this where we're actually sitting them down and hammering these different things in their head and telling them how these things will directly impact them. But we have to teach our our young adolescents. You know what I'm saying? The kids that's in middle school, early early high school, and talk to them about these different things. But like I said, when you're 19, 20 years old and, and you worry about how the fuck you're going to eat tomorrow, you're not thinking about nothing, none of that other shit. You're not thinking about politics. You're not thinking right. about lawmakers. You're not thinking about who, who's the next president. How do we make political engagement and being socially aware um, something that doesn't have a negative stigma? Like, that's a big barrier. What I see, I see a lot of people across all races, a lot of younger people, and I'm only 30. Shit, I'm thinking one now, damn. <laughs> but uh, um, that was recent. But anyway, uh, you know, I see a lot of just younger kids that just, they just don't, 
they just don't care. Like they're in their own bubble of like their little social media, the music they like, maybe a sports thing or whatever little thing. And then they hang out with friends and like, that's it. And then they don't want to engage. Right. What, I mean, that's like a anything. direct result of, of like where, of like where you come from, like what the lack of resources that you have. So again, going back, if you put those resources into the communities or whatever, to where there's home ownership and you build in generational wealth, uh, like, like, like the white communities in the black communities, then you, you, you sort of cut out some of the issues that we have in our, well, no, a lot of the issues that we have in our communities or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause then you get to touch on um, like, family situations or whatever the father is able to stay in the home or whatever you're building family like family is staying in the home versus depending on the system because there is home ownership because right. we are getting um you know like those benefits we we are valued are you know what i'm saying and yeah, we uh, are getting what we're we're getting paid what we're worth for real for real yeah. or whatever yeah. so our kids don't grow up lacking and having to do those things to get Right. And no, yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is like just in general. Though. I think I'm about to say that a lot of that has to do with our leadership. I mean, you got to think as a black kid growing up, who are we looking up to? We're looking up to exactly sports figures. We're we're looking up to rappers, musicians, different true. things like that. And I think I think some of those leaders, when it comes that's to true. those certain those those groups, they have to be the ones stepping up. And that's why I appreciate a a, a, a sports figure like LeBron, yep. who I'm not a fan of at all, but he he's not afraid to speak on those. <laughs> I had to put that out there. But I had to He was like, I don't like um, him, but like he yeah, right. But but he but he's not afraid to open his mouth when it comes to that because his voice is is being echoed to millions of kids. Right. Yeah. Black, you know white, Asian, everywhere. Muhammad Ali. They tried to they tried to silence Muhammad Ali. Yeah. That's, that's a really great point. Yeah, it, it was being echoed to millions of people. So I think it comes to like we gotta we gotta figure out what is keeping our our young black kids' attention, and figure out how can we tap into those different things when it comes to the rappers, when it comes to the athletes, when it comes to you know what I'm saying whoever it is that whoever it is that they're looking up to, and have yeah. them actually make an impact outside of a a statement. Hey, Black Lives Matter, but I'm gonna still be doing X, Y, and Z type shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think once you tap into that, we'd be good. And once you incorporate Black history into the education system, right? Once yeah. you incorporate Black history into the education system, like our yeah. kids will be able to have those positive Black role models to look up to to say that I can keep going or mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Like they have nobody to look up to, like nobody like of like a value, like they that really. Like stand for something positive, like for real, for real, or whatever. And so it's just like, what what do I do? Like the only only role models that we got in the education system is Christopher Columbus and those alike. <laughs> like, right. what what else do we have to look at? Like, what else do we have to look at? So we got to rest- like we we personally in our communities have to restore what it means to be black, like what it means to be who you are. Because they forgot. Definitely. Right. Now, they forgot. I do want to say what you guys are talking about, you know, starts from the from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
the family oriented in our black community is very important because it is broken. So we do need more family units. So there is more, the things that, that we have to worry about now, like DQ talking about eating and shit like that, like shit that you shouldn't have to worry about that other communities don't have to worry about. They, then we would be able to talk about, you know, politics and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's true. I think a, that's very true. I think a uh, a quicker, not a quicker, but I think a a better, not a not a better. Fuck. I an think, alternative. Yes, an alternative. A, alternative, a, alternative thing is that I think DQ mentioned earlier. We need to be in these spaces. Like there needs to be more black police officers. I talk mm-hmm. to black police officers, and a lot of them, the reason why they do act out and do do crazy stuff because they don't feel safe. They know if they get out of line that they might come up missing. No, that's, that's real talk. That's that's hundred percent true. So then, what's that's the right. point of having a what's then what's the point of having black police officers if they can't stand up for what it means to be a police officer? But because they don't, have, they, don't have a, they don't have enough. They don't have enough. That's the issue. That's the thing. You you have a white you have a white majority that, that dominates it. You don't. There's not enough theory. of us there because you, you say what so you. So if want. you dismantle, so if you dismantle this system, because it thrives off of the money, and if you take away from everything that they benefit from, and you hold them accountable, then they gonna start calling their people out. That, it's and not. So then there won't be a need. Like there maybe won't be that's a, a that's a that's a maybe because at the end of the day, yeah. you stick with who looks like you. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the end of the, I don't care, money, whatever. Your loyalty is who who you can relate to, regardless. That's right. So if right. there's more African American officers, African American lawyers, judges on Congress, even though yeah. we have division in our community, which we need to work on our unity overall, that will solve most of everything if we were all unified. But something that can be done actually is if we did have our own police department, because what happens with mm-hmm. police officers is that they ask police officers. I saw this on an Eric Thomas interview. They ask you is, do you speak a different language? Do you, uh, where did you grow up? Things like this. You speak Spanish. Okay. We'll put you in a Spanish neighborhood. You speak Russian or we'll put you in a Russian neighborhood. You speak Mandarin. Okay. We'll put you in the Chinese neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. But black people don't speak a different language, but we so quote unquote, but we do, we speak right. with our hands. We speak aggressively, but in the mm-hmm. law enforcement, you're taught that that moving your hands, all this stuff that black people do naturally when we talk uh, is weaponized. It, mm-hmm. They're supposed to look for these things that we just do. Cause that's our community because we do have our own language. It's just not quote unquote, you know, not uh, English. You know what I'm saying? It's not a uh, different language that they don't know. They just, our mannerisms are different. It's our dialects are different. So if we had more officers that were from our communities that know how to talk to black people. Mm-hmm. Well, you see videos all the time where the little young black kids talking shit to police, like shut your bitch ass up, ho ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? That that non-black officer, you know what I'm saying? He's thinking he's being violent or threatening to where if it was a... a I seen another video with a, uh, 
a black officer in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? He was talking shit to him. He was like, nigga, shut your ass up with them dirty ass shoes. And then everybody started laughing. You know what I'm saying? Because the interactions is different. Because he understands yeah. the community. That's a big but problem. Why, but why is that their interaction? I think we focus too much on, I think right now we're focusing so much on the what. And we're not focusing on the why do these kids feel the need to respond in this way. Mm-hmm. If we're focusing on why. That's the, that's the That goes back to the parents. That goes back to the household structure. Which mm-hmm. is but it also, but it also goes, but it also goes back to what was that kid's first encounter with the cop? That, right. That's why. So, that's whatever, that's so, I'm, so I'm going to always respond this way because I don't know as a cop if I'm going to be able to trust you to care for my life because my first interaction with you was so negative, and that's the impression that I have from a cop. So how can? And that's can why the cops need to look like us. That's why the but cops you know need what, to though? look like but, us. But, 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 but you have you have cops that look like us that do those same things. I was about to say to that. Be, but I was about to say that. Because you they're the minority. But but you know what though? I, I think I think when it comes to the cops, the very first thing that we need to focus on and when it comes to even their training is cultural is cultural like competence. You know what I'm saying? They need to have some type of training when it comes to just like recognizing different cultures and different things like that. But 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 imagine this though. Imagine sitting in that classroom, getting your degree, going through all those long years to try to get your degree to work for a corporation or finally to make it to corporate America to be in a room full of white people and feel like you have no voice. Give one statement, not even a statement, give one sentence of how you want to end this. Everybody go once. We need everyone to stop being silent when you're silent you're allowing other things to be amplified and that means that your silence gets even louder once we start using our voices and that means everybody using those voices then we can actually expect change thank you period thank you that's that's it right there definitely <laughs> that's it that's the that's quote. it that's it is that it is that's everybody it. good with that that's it uh, white silence black silence is compliance and violence it. i love it i love it right uh, what you got I'm to say? For a minority gunner on the ship. Definitely. Come on. Second Amendment. Second Amendment. Definitely. Second Amendment. Second Amendment. If you black or brown and you don't have legal weapons and you can go get them. And you all about this other shit, but you don't got that, I'm gonna say you wrong. Yep. Go get your guns. Eventually, if you if you protesting and shit like that, it's like I said, there's a lot of groups out here, a lot in the state that are hoping things turn violent so they can start doing shit like that. Definitely. You got to realize that kind of aspect of you're you're approaching this from a good Samaritan aspect and the fact that you're hoping to get empathy from another human being. They're approaching it in the aspect of we might actually be able to kind of like do that race where we've been trying to do mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. time so we can yeah. do that separate as shit. Uh, no respect and value your place. I would say to, to black people, we got to learn how to trust our own voice more. Because like what I see too in the news is like a lot of our leaders are saying we need more white people to step up and take the lead and take charge and help us out. I feel like at the same time, we need more black people to do the same. And, and we got to be the ones leading the charge instead of mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to save us. Definitely. All right. So give them y'all hit up. Let them know where they can find you. You know what I'm saying? We got to do a part two on this, y'all. Real talk. Real talk. Uh, Ali's. <laughs> 
Um, you can catch me on Instagram, Lucky Showtime three one three. Twitter, Lucky Showtime. Uh, David, you can just catch me on Facebook. I mean, I don't really be on social media like that. Busy most of the time, so yeah. that's it. I'm Khadija. You can find me on Twitter um, at Queen K A Y M B. Um, also, uh, my that's my Snapchat, and then you can find me on Twitter at L U V Love the Queen underscore. And tell them if y'all got if you got any protests or whatever you got going in Kalamazoo, let them know where they can. Hit you up at. We are having a um we are protesting um our black dollars. So we're going to protest and support Cookie's business um this entire week. So please go and patronize Cookies um on the north side across the street from Dacious. Um so please go and patronize Cookies. Um and then Friday there will be a protest on the corner of West Main and Drake. From 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. All right, um, DQ, um, you can find me IG, Twitter, Snapchat, same shit. DQ underscore 11. Um, hit me up. If you got any questions, you want, you need to talk, you need to vent, whatever it is that's going on with you, man, hit me up. Um, also, man, we have a, a, a group home um, getting started. Um, right now, it's looking like we're a couple weeks out. So, any resources or anything that you feel like can kind of help us out, man. Um, this group home is for at-risk uh, male adolescents. So if you have any resources or anything like that, man, please reach out to me. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, so I'm Kay Lewis. You can find me on Instagram at prettykitty2x2 underscore. Um, and I'm just over here in Cali trying to make it through. So uh, I, shout out to all the stuff that y'all doing in Michigan, though. I love to see good stuff happening in my home state definitely all right and i am gg mrs jackson you can find me online at limitless Beauty on instagram you can also find me at limitless miss medicine for information on health my healthcare journey um as my journey from patient to provider and then you can also find um, any design and photography stuff that you need done, um, go ahead and check out Shuttershock MI for graphic design. Look at the designlab.ssco. I am the creator of all the Copacetic Hour merchandise, um, along with the lines 365 Black, Faith Over Fear, and Millionaire Mentality. Um, so if you need dope designs for anything at all, go ahead and hit me up. Yeah, show me your shirt, thank you. Show me your shirt, Thank yeah. That was a whole get your you shirt. <laughs> get your copacetic shirt. Get your represent. All the things. Represent. All the things. Jack of all trades, master of them too. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 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 Come on, master <laughs> of them too. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I am your host five. You can find me at notorious underscore B I G underscore E on I G. Or hit up the Copacetic Hour on IG as well, or Copacetic Hour on Twitter. Also, hit up our email. We didn't have email of the week, but we will read your emails next week. The Copacetic Hour at gmail.com. We're gonna leave you with our mantra. Please protect your peace, secure your wealth, and define your destiny. This is the Copacetic Hour. Peace. Peace.